1: Welcome to Wrestling Daft, The Marks, uh, hailing from Robert weighing in at £182. Pounds. I'm John, normally producing Wrestling Daft, haven't, didn't do it last week because um, I was off, but I'm back. And of course I host this very show with two of my very good wrestling friends. With me, in the blue corner, a man who's bigger than a Montez Ford frog splash, it's Big Alex wrestling friend! Wrestling friend! I was
2: going to say, that sounded like the thing he used to mock me with. <laughs>
1: so- yeah, and that is my other wrestling friend. <laughs> uh, that is Gary. He's back on The Detective. He's putting Columbo to shame this week. Uh, not only does he write for Inside the Ropes, you know, he's the lead writer there, but he is the new face of Detective, detective Works. What am I trying to say here? Are you trying to say I'm
3: very confused? Benson. He's
1: good. At, he's good at being a post. This week, it's all about Alexa Bliss. What did you uncover this week, Detective Gary? Oh, is it a bit of just a bit of attire? I was. What? I was not sure where we were going with this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one thing I thought you you uncovered. <laughs> there was a code in one of her tweets which spelled. Oh, aye, aye,
2: aye. I thought that was a kind of obvious one. Yeah, she had. Um, I guess it was a variation of an acronym, but it wasn't it really. It was just that the first line of or the first um, letter of every line in one of her tweets spelled out fiend. So...
1: I thought I, was, I thought it was decent detective work, because nah, I wouldn't have noticed that. It took me two looks. The first look, I was like, that's a very
2: weirdly worded sentence. <laughs> and then I, I was
1: like, something ah, must uh, not be right with us." Oh, wait a minute, it says fiend. <laughs> there we go. So Detective skills out on show yet again. Uh, boys, let's just, before we get into the show, let's touch back on the pay-per-views across the weekend. Now, I am not an impact mark like you two are. Uh, talk me through Bound for Glory. How was it? Fantastic.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. I enjoyed it. it. I only watched it the next day as I can't apparently stay up for pay-per-view anymore.
2: The one, there's two things that people have been moaning about. I like to address the negatives before the positives, obviously. One was they had a pretty big technical blip. um, But it's impact. Of course, they're going to have a technical (laughs) blip. Um, They had a pretty bad one where they had a few on the pre-show, but the main one that was on the main show, because who cares about the pre-show? That's where you figure out these things anyway. They had a backstage segment, which for me, almost every backstage segment should be taped anyway, unless it directly leads... To something that's live um so they obviously either hadn't taped this or it's even worse if it got through they had like a kind of weird segment with a few people that were in wrestle house and then it was just kind of odd they didn't they cut away to the right clip but then it went to slater heath slater and rhino and they were kind of talking you're like if we fell into the middle of a promo it turns out we fell into the middle of them rehearsing their promo and then we got two seconds later right so we're ready to go yeah, on you go. And then they started cutting their promo, which was pretty embarrassing. Um, and then the only other thing people were moaning about was that everyone, and, I, you know, I didn't pay for it because I got it for free. I'm going to chuck that in there. But everyone is saying, oh, we paid to see Kylie Ray and Dionna Parazzo, and we didn't get the match. A lot of the details that have came out about that, you know, Kylie Ray, a lot of people know roughly why she left AEW. She's been quite open about you know mental health and stuff like that. A wee rumour went about that she was injured, then um, the observer retracted that was Brian Alvarez that said that. It turns out she wasn't injured. Um, you know, she was at the tapings on Friday, wasn't there on the Saturday? Which makes it more impressive because essentially what happened is that they had Diona come commit for the match, they advertised the match right up to the match happened, and then the music played. Kylie Ray didn't show up. Deonna Perazo issued an open challenge. And we get the return of Sue Young, um, and she had been performing as someone called Susie. That's a very, you know, nice and nicey, nicey kind of cosplay type, you know, bright pastel person. the alter you go. Essentially, the Firefly Funhouse version of Sue Young. Um, they were teasing that she was going to revert to her or Sue Young your undead bride self, uh, and essentially they had that wee tease because Susie and Kylie Rae are friends. Kylie Ray was the one that was competing at Bound for Glory. Sue Young beforehand or Susie beforehand, and then Sue Young came out, won the championship, and they also had Rich Swan, who was a husband, won the world championship. So there you go, take that, Johnny Gargano and Candice Lee. You're <laughs> only going to be the, <laughs> the first couple of be champions into in and, and, uh, the same promotion.
3: But I'm no, it was really to good. See to put the Rich Swan gimmick and the Sue Young gimmick together and see how that flies <laughs> in case. And um, you
2: know the the main thing that we should say. It's the only wrestling show the rock has been on in twenty twenty.
1: Well, so, that's true. Yeah, he, he did uh, the did, he didn't bother his arse turning up for it, but he did a, he did it, he got his phone out and did a little video inducting Ken uh, Shamrock into the Hall of Fame. Twain is a very busy man for I know. And he's still
3: like got his Ash fucking plug in was, for uh...
1: the <laughs> Oh
3: Jesus. We've actually started selling Terramana in the UK. I'm very excited, and I will Aye. be purchasing bottle come Friday on oh, ready
1: jesus he's always talking about fucking tequila that boy because it's apparently really fucking good as a tequila right. drinker
3: i am more excited than that than a roman reigns rock wrestlemania personally the rock does not need it
2: but if you're the rock and impact or ken shamrock comes to you and says can you do this for me you go
3: aye but
2: can i plug my tequila
1: <laughs> so smart <laughs>
2: businessman Do that. Right.
1: so what was the standout match for, for you on the card
2: the the tag team championship match. Although I wish the Good Brothers won, I thought we were going down that. Um, but uh, but it was, it was the. Dollar. I
3: I was I was I was completely agreeing with you there with the finish of that match as well. It looked like it was going Good Brothers way. Aye,
2: that was a really good match. Don't care who won it. It was just brilliant to
3: watch. Yeah, yeah,
2: that
1: way. Anything else stand out for you for the from the event? Aye, uh, James Storm. <laughs> <laughs> James Storm returned. Uh, and the, the, the Call Your
2: Shot um, gauntlet match, battle oil Woggle kind of thing. Up that, really? popped up as well. And um, oh. Sean Devary wow. um, Impressively for that. So there was a stipulation that they'd switched a few weeks beforehand. And it was that Heath, they have this whole thing where he's trying to win a contract. He's breaking into buildings to be on the show and stuff. He had to win the Call Your Shot gauntlet match to win a contract. Thankfully, two weeks before, they'd done a storyline where Rhino would put like, his career on the line as well. Either him or Heath Slater had to win it, or the both of them were out the door. Heath Slater got injured two seconds into the match. I completely missed it. I thought he got I, I injured when he got eliminated because it looked like he landed really badly. Turns out at the start of the match, he thought he had a groin tear. Turns out he wrestled the full match with a hernia. <laughs> oh, buddy, <hello. laughs> uh, so essentially he's it for a long time but thankfully the way they booked it they had rhino in the, the last four anyway so they switched it around last minute and had rhino in instead of heath slater yeah so pretty, pretty good booking on for impact apart from the technical blip they'd done the Sue so young thing on a day's notice and done that obviously on a half a match's notice so yeah. uh, really good
1: ah uh, good good and uh, let's move on to hell cell sell then um Bloody hell, the WWE have had about three good pay-per-views in a row. What is going on? Before we start,
3: right? See the Thunderdome. The Thunderdome is too bright for Hell in a Cell. When you couple (laughs) it with that red cell, there is no kind of like the atmosphere that you need for Hell in a Cell. And I think that was really enforced home in the main event for me, personally. And it's not helped when it's... The Hell in a
2: Cell presented by Skittles.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that, kind, that kind of ruins it as well. But <laughs> yeah, and you've got Cole talking about, like, come and join your interactive Skittles quest
1: online or whatever it is. Oh, the show. Jesus, At least
2: the, the matches were brutal enough to make up for it, I think. I, I loved that. I thought it was brilliant. So.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think special, I mean, special mention needs to go to the, the Reigns-J match. You know, opening the show, and as Alex pointed out on our uh, Wrestling Daft WhatsApp group, um, 50-minute match to open the show, which was... I, I mean, and there wasn't much of a match. It was this story that got told. You were just so into it, weren't you? It? it didn't feel like a 50-minute match. And,
3: like, the little nuances, like, when he kissed Jay's head just before he went for that drive-by with the steps. And the yeah. coronation at the end was a bit weird. <laughs> but, uh, apart <laughs> from that, everything leading up to the coronation was just absolutely on the money. And I hate to say it, but they've had more character development for Roman Reigns in one month than they have in six years.
2: Well, I, I didn't think they could up their last match because we all spoke about how much we loved that last match. Compared to Cody and Dustin and everything, I, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. I think it was me that compared them. <laughs> You're like, no, we didn't. Um, but for me, I loved the coordination. Uh, I did. I, uh, massively, I just didn't expect half an secret to be there, so I was oh, like, I, uh, like, Yeah, I, I was I, talking the about old that. just
3: seemed like they didn't really know what was going
1: on, uh, <laughs> they, they, they <laughs> had no idea what was going on, but it was good, they, they did their job well. I half expected, uh, I was thinking Rikishi, and uh, just casting back to the hell in the cell with the you know, obviously, the him going off the top of the cell and what have you. and I thought Rikishi would have been involved in some point, I think that'll probably happen. Uh, d- down the line, I don't I think so because he's uh, he's the Usos'
2: uh, closer relative, so I guess he might be the one to come in and argue is their case. Not the, the
3: Usos' dad.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I so,
3: thought
2: right, so... you said closer relative. I'm like, it's <laughs> like not seconder, he's like, I don't want to say I was something
0: that's
2: not. I was like, I, I didn't want to say it, and then you're like. No, he's no. So I was like, I'm just gonna try and put a wee vague one. At <laughs> I know he's closer to
1: them than the Roman. <laughs> <Rains. still> <laughs> um, I so that that'll be interesting. Um, very, three, you know, we had three Hell in a Cell matches, three very different Hell in a Cell matches. You had obviously the story reigns. You had the kind of brutal match between Sasha and. um Bailey and then you had obviously the Drew versus um, Orton match and Drew finally dropped the title after months of us talking about it on the show but was it the right time for him to drop the title after going so many matches against Randy Orton and winning? it's, oh, it's probably too late. too late now <laughs> too late. <laughs> the bolt, like, too and
3: late. all those bits of them fighting on top of the cell with the production back of the light uh, fittings around it and the lack of crowd and then they climb down, and because of the coloris- colorization of the cell now, you can see the holes that they've cut out for their feet to go in. So the on-cell stuff, I think, ruined it almost, and Drew cannot take an RKO to save his life.
2: See, I'm a bit of a masochist when it comes to hell in a cell matches. If you climb up the cell, you can't climb back down it. There's only one way you for be going down for the yeah, cell. Yeah, I agree. Off it. <laughs> so yeah. That's, uh, yeah. For me, that's... When I see that, I'm like, you've just went up there for no reason. If I'm going to try and escape someday, I'm not going to climb up a cell for a start. So there's only one way you should be going down for it. Yeah. It just
3: felt like Drew had to get that big bump onto the table to, like, I don't know, break his Hell in a Cell virginity or something along those lines. Uh,
2: was that was a wee throwback to the Shawn Michaels one. the first ever, first ever Hell in a Cell match, was that? So that was a, that was a nice one. It was the exact same bump for halfway, halfway up the cell through the yeah. table. Yeah. So.
1: Again, some strange booking decisions. You know, we talked about Drew dropping the title, but the the strangest one for me was Tucker turning on Otis. We'll get more about that on the news a bit later on. But it you was quite like...
3: surprised when Bobby Lashley squashed. I, I was going to say that. Well, that was, the well, that was they, <laughs> they, also. They need to stop calling him the lead predator. You cannot call someone the lead predator <laughs> and for it to sound like it's okay.
1: You'll get one of those Facebook groups turning up at <laughs> your door if <laughs> you get called the lead predator. By Are the lead say? predator and his hurt business.
3: I mean, that just sounds like he's out to do no wrong to the young female populations of whatever town WWE's visiting that week. Yeah, yeah. Don't I do love that you.
2: they've renamed the film Nelson, though. It's now called The Hurt Lock. <laughs> Like, That's The Hurt also so. It's, yeah, again, Vince has watched another film for 20 years ago and went, <laughs> ah, that'll
1: do <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, no, Tucker's tra- turning to Morrison. I think it makes better the fact that Miz has got the briefcase now because Aye. I think I'll be interested to see where they go with that. Um, And whether Miz gets into the the title picture, Um, because I think he deserves it. You know, he absolutely deserves to be in that, you know, haven't the world title again, because, you know, for all, he's, you know, he's he's great on the mic. He's improved so much as a worker in the ring. So I'd like to, I'd like another shot of Miz at the title, I'll be honest with you. I think it's
2: yet again, it's long overdue, it's not too late, because you can still do it, but back when I was doing the stuff with Intercontinental title a couple of years ago, yeah. I think that's one of the best title reigns we've had, maybe in the past 10 years, so I, I, I think they should have definitely put it back on him before now, but uh, if they're going to do it, I wouldn't mind, I really, I'm hoping that that's where we're getting, I know that we're going to talk about in the news something that might disprove this, but I really hope we get the, the Orton uh, fiend match that it looks like we're getting and the miz coming in to take the title by pin and orton i yeah. think that would be the way to go i
1: yeah i i agree I, th- I absolutely absolutely agree with that um so no good good pay-per-view some strange booking decisions but i thought overall the wrestling and the story and everything to get told it's, it's almost like it's start afresh and, and let's go f- let's go from here and um, we'll see for retribution go and um, when we get on to rob later on and our <laughs> I mean, uh, I, don't, I like the way they're trying to give them the sanity entrance,
3: and they're like, look at this unhinged maniac, Slapjack, walk really weirdly down to the
1: ring. Yes. Uh, they even the got buried before it, like the Hurt Locker, goes, who do you want to pick? Oh, the one with the, the terrible mask, what do you call him? Slapjack. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Poor, poor. The joke there was that, which one with the terrible mask? They've all got <laughs> terrible masks. I know, I know. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about Raw uh, in the follow-up to Hell and Cell when we get into the buddies and put-overs later on. Um, we'll be talking about all the big shows, obviously, NXT, AEW, and we've got uh, a special guest, Mark, coming on for that. Um, we're once again on the Wrestling Daft Draft, heading to Fancy Booking Island, and we'll find out who had the best booking of a legend returning and their subsequent storyline up to Wrestlemania it's been very tight the tightest one yet and I don't know what the final results are so we'll find out when we get to Fantasy Booking Island and new feature alert turning Japanese it's not going to return until Wrestle Kingdom but Alex has got a new feature for us Alex explain I'm
3: going to attempt to get a copyright strike to this podcast by playing small snippets of music of entrance of entrance small snippets of wrestlers' entrance music and making them answer questions about it. My favourite able-
2: thing about this is not to do with this game whatsoever. It's the fact that when we actually get Turning Japanese back, we can call it Return Japanese.
1: Oh, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. So we look forward to this new feature. Alex has prepared a PowerPoint. He spent all weekend on doing graphics. For it's, it. It. it's like, see,
3: for the Patreons so who actually watch this video version, they're going to have a special treat this week because they're really? going to get all the fancy stuff
1: it's a big sell for the patreon there you're going to have to get involved at in patreon.com forward slash wrestling that, to see he's he's putting drew galak to say shame with this powerpoint that he's got for us later on so we we'll look forward to that uh, when we get around to never mind the Buzz- oh n- wrestle mind the buzzcocks no oh. i'll get it one of these days anyway we'll be doing that later on uh gary caught up with ddp as well we've got ddp on the show we've only got 15 minutes of the interview that man can speak gary <laughs> <laughs> yeah um that was a an interesting
2: interview always oh, as with ddp i always say it first ever wrestling interview i love the guy i was a massive wcw fan when i was younger but no one can talk like ddp can talk and if you mention ddp yoga you're getting an hour long chat out of him uh, which is great you know if you've no uh if you've no, no getting better to do like have not but we've only got 15, min- uh, 15 minutes 15 minutes here but i Everything he said was good. So it's all going yeah. to be good anyway. It's, it's not as
1: good. It's some really, really good stuff talking about Jake Snake, talking about Goldberg, talking about his uh, you know, his run into the WWE and his kind of debut there. So there's some really good stuff in there. But I think in an hour long interview, which we've now cut down to about 20 minutes, Gary asked about five questions. <laughs> so, I,
2: it's, it's the right balance. I shouldn't have be been the one doing the talking on the interviews. So
1: at least we got the balance right that time. Exactly. Exactly. we yeah, so have definitely we've got, got the
3: answer to everything that you
1: asked. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, and more, and, and more. Um, But yeah, that's all coming up on this show But first, let's cut a promo
0: I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest
1: Hand me the mic, I've got something I want to talk about Again, it's non-wrestling, apologies for that You know, last week it was tea This week it's half assed jobs Now, I'm in a relationship You know, Gary, you... Have a, a better half that you, you live with, Alex. You probably don't have to put up with this, even though you don't, it might come to you and your flatmate. Actually, what a canny stick is half arse jobs. Now, I feel like you're about to cut a promo on me indirectly here. Oh, <laughs> right, okay, Gary, right, okay, right. So, for example, when you're doing the housework, right, you take um clothes off the line, you know, you fold them up. But then what do you do with it? You put them away. You put them away. You don't just leave them in piles lying about the house. Put them away. That's a half hour's job. Right, now let's get on to another thing. The food bin, the food carry. Do you have them, you know, they've where you been recycle been your...
3: Since, uh, they've been cancelled since lockdown.
1: Oh, have they? Yeah. Okay, they're still going in the, the Larborough area. Um, so, you know, the food bin's empty. Okay, I'll tie up the, the bag. I'm going to take that out to the bin and place it in. No, I've just tied up the bag. That's what happens. Half arsed jobs, you know. I think this sounds more like you're having
3: a promo against your wife. And judging by what <laughs> you said
1: last week, you needed
3: to take a week off to save said marriage. This isn't maybe not the best. The <laughs> best. <of stuff.
1: laughs> oh, she doesn't listen to this. she be. I'll be fine. But this is it. But it's not just me. I'm sure it affects people right across the Wrestle Kingdom who listen to this show. That people that do half arsed jobs. I can't even be doing with it. I honestly cannot be doing with it, Gary. Don't tell me you're one of those. Oh, I'm only guilty with one instance and my one
2: is doing the dishes, not putting them away. But I'll always do the dishes, so they're clean, they're just on the dish rack. So that is a one half-hour
1: job that I did. That's another, another, you know, put on the dishwasher, you know. Sometimes. (laughs) Oh, you want a dishwasher and you're complaining about half ass jobs. I I don't even have a dishwasher. I'm I'm putting an elbow grease by hand there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, right. I'll I'll accept that. Alex, you strike me as not a half-hour job kind of guy. You strike me as going the full booner.
3: Correct. But see, with the whole putting the dishes away, I'm with Gary on that, as I'll put the dishes away when I start cooking the next day. Right. Just reuse the, the same dish that's now efficient. clean <laughs> right. There's a system and it's more efficient my way
1: Right, okay, I'll accept that I'll accept that, but anyway, so yeah if you do a half hour job, don't do it at all that's what I'm saying this week you do, so that, that, do not give people that idea then it's just going oh, yeah. to be for you nothing to nothing do, will,
3: that's the worst advice Nothing will do.
1: get done, No! <laughs> <laughs> So every week we look at the big shows from the week and we like to bury and put over stuff from it, separating the wheat from the chaff, as we like to say. Um, Alex does AEW Dynamite, I do NXT, Gary does Raw because he stays up on a Monday night to watch it. And uh, we hand out to a guest, Mark, normally one of our patrons, to come on and do SmackDown for us. But this week we welcome uh, a man who recently got in touch with with the podcast because they had Grado on his podcast. Um, it's Stuart from This Is uh, Our House podcast. How you doing, Stuart? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. First and foremost, how did the Grado interview go? Well, it was
4: uh, memorable, shall we say. It was very, very good. Grado at his finest, no doubt. Um, chatting away from his career, uh, chatting away about, you know, Going forward, what he's what he can do, what he's done, sorry, previously, what he's doing in the future. Um, stories you know, what Grado's like as well. That many stories we could have been recording for three hours and we still wouldn't have had enough yeah. time to record it all. Um, but excellent overall, fantastic. Couldn't have went any better for our first one as well. So, I uh, appreciate to Grado for taking the time as well to, sweat, uh, to speak to ourselves.
1: How many times did he mention TNA?
4: Well, we, we, we kind of put it down to one part, so we gave him about a good 10-15 minutes so he could talk about that, and he, he fairly enjoyed it, I think, he fairly enjoyed it, because apparently it was an impact at one point, did you know that?
1: Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> I <had> stories, I stories. <laughs> I know, I know, so um, you, you guys have just kind of started up the podcast, um, what, what, what's the kind of vibe for, for it?
4: Yeah, so um, myself, uh, Faza and Chris, we've all started doing the podcast. Um, so this was our officially our second our second show. The, the vibe is, is wrestling theme, obviously. Um, it, it's our house pod. Um, we're, we're trying to get as many guests on as possible. This week, we've got Nadia Sapphire coming on, um, who's, who's came out with about the, uh, the Speaking Out movement. Um, we've also got Shane Taylor from uh, Ring of Honor due to come on. And we've also got Billy Kirkwood from ICW, the voice of ICW. Uh, plus many many more so really excited with what we have going forward Um the vibe is chilled relaxed a bit of fun like what you've got yourselves to be honest just kind of uh, you know just light-hearted way of looking at wrestling and, and that's probably the best way possible positive vibes obviously as well which is the main thing
1: absolutely absolutely Well, not thanks very much for coming on and you're going to do SmackDown for us um but let's kick off back on wednesday with alex and aew
3: they they continued their usual AEW theme over a couple of weeks before a big show, and everything feels like it's moving at about one mile an hour. But there are still there's still some highlights there. Tully Blanchard showed off that he can still move, unlike half of the other 60-year-olds in wrestling. And Matt Hardy finally revealed that his nickname, Unkillable, is actually in reference to his current feud with Sammy Guevara. So um first put over of the week has gotta be my man, John Silver, right? First of all, they were doing all that stupid, stupid promo work with Colt Cabana before, but then in the middle of the match, he goes and pulls off what I can only describe as the Cesaro combination. Jumping out of the ring and hitting everyone running around the ring on the way back round. It was great and him and Alex Reynolds are doing some great tag team work, even though they are essentially jobbers in masks but I also
2: oh, need to there we shout out here like John Alba because he's just interviewed John Silver and I listened to it before I came on and it was brilliant so uh, I
1: I love John Silver and uh, Alex Reynolds so why has he not got a pirate gimmick if he's called John Silver <laughs> He maybe had one he's not thing. long
2: enough <laughs> I just, that,
4: he's, he's that, happened. that happened at WWE we didn't go down to did it yeah <laughs>
3: exactly and then Brody Lee was like you're now lo- you're no longer a pirate sir you're now a luchador which yeah. makes less sense to be honest um now, this one's probably going to get some hate because I need to bury the MJF Jericho musical segment. Oh, how right, dare right,
1: you! Right. Oh, how very dare you, sir! By Don't way, get me you've wrong. Got two credit, or two
3: here. <laughs> credit to them no. as a like credit to them for the musical, for like the production and everything was good. It just wasn't a wrestling segment for me, and it didn't progress their story one iota. Also, why were they doing a musical in a steak restaurant? And the steak restaurant was also just the lobby of Daly's Place, <laughs> 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 but, and you could tell it was just the lobby of Daly's Place.
2: My but, only uh, problem with that is they didn't reference Jericho st- uh, getting his belt stolen in a steakhouse. That yes. was the one oh, thing I really <laughs> wanted them to <make laughs> reference. You should have definitely
1: and they did, did, did. done that,
2: but. Can- and, or, or, or you should have buried the fact that uh, one of them is a professional singer and the other one is Chris Jericho. <laughs> because,
0: uh... <laughs> <laughs> the I you...
3: Jericho was pulling, he thought he was in like a fifties, a fifties, uh, like music video, which was which was great. I love that, but just not really for me, unfortunately.
4: Aww. Also, the fact that it's not even a week old and we've got a t-shirt already.
3: Nice. Nah. <laughs> Make the is on there. a little bit and those steaks they didn't even try and cook those steaks first of all who, why did they order well why is well done the first thing they went to that's the main thing i should be bearing
1: here is that they attempted <laughs> yeah, to order true. well done steaks in the first place who, but- yeah who- does well, a well done steak Jesus Christ uh, the, the steak's oh, only
2: well done but the segment sure was
0: hey.
1: <laughs> and Gary gets his pun of the week absolutely um, oh, I, no I, I honestly I thought it was brilliant I, I mean you, you go, it's obviously it's not wrestling but it's entertainment it's sports entertainment Alex it's I don't know the the have
3: had over the past like two months with that segment like it started off really small and subtle with them like just meeting in like the site like whenever they just meet in the arena and it's progressed nothing from that the only thing that's changed the segment lengths have grown
1: every week i think it's going places i think there's going to be obviously the civil war and mjf will end up taking over the, the inner circle but right okay i'll let you bury it but me and gary are, are well for it really. <laughs> shocking, <laughs> shocking. What, what else you putting over mate. well i've got another bury first Oh, gone right Squashing and Sonny Kiss. How do you
3: squash the finest ass <laughs> in all <of> wrestling? <laughs> Again, I, I <laughs> love five. this because I've been saying that
2: Kenny Omega has been missing something for me ever since he started in AEW. And yeah. this was the first week that I've been like, man, I love Kenny Omega. It's mm, the first week he's actually sold me. So
3: I do have to kind of bury the fact that they have dancing girls in his entrance. I see why they're doing I, it, I, but I. They, they need to realize that they can't keep putting these dancing girls in everywhere. As much as we all love dancing girls, it's 2020 and we can't really... Can't really do that anymore, unfortunately. They of need a job where the you know,
2: undergrounders down the pan. I was super excited for Kenny Omega
4: coming over because obviously from New Japan Pro Wrestling, I thought it was amazing over there. But since AEW, he's not done anything really. And he, that, like like we were saying, it says this could be the time for him to actually get his character and build on that because the guy is a star. He just needs to show yeah. it more.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, think they, I think they've purposely toned him down this first year and they've kind of made it all about Jericho and Moxley because they were more household names and they were kind of building him in the kind of the background with the Adam Page stuff. And I think we'll really get a big shot in the face of Kenny Omega. What a terrible way to put it. Um, and finally, my last over of the week. And John, you're going to be impressed. I'm not just not mentioning clothing this week. I'm also putting over two wrestlers, right? Right, Colt Cabana for proving that he can still go in the ring and is more than just a promo guy.
1: Yeah, that was match, a good match. That was the best yeah. match he's had in a long time from when scene. And the
3: psychology behind it worked. It was him trying to like dodge Page, if you know what I mean. Like he wasn't trying to square up to Mano a Mano. He was being. He was just trying to like dodge him and stuff, which I quite liked. So, yeah. cats off the Colt. Well done. Ten points. Although, because
2: you've not mentioned it yet, I'm waiting for your match of the night. Because I'm going be, well, to be. to mercy. It's obviously going to be
3: because the match of the night was pay-per-view quality, a match that should never be given away on free TV or be the first round bracket of a tournament. It was the Lucha Brothers Civil War: Penta M Zero, nobody really knows what his name is anymore, versus Ray Phoenix, which was absolutely quality, fantastic. I think everyone just loved it. The whole the whole thing.
1: Why was that given away? On normal terms. that's a build to a paper. Don't
3: match, know, man. like I mean, it's it's maybe to show that there's no dissension in Eddie Kingston's family, which kind of makes sense in a way.
2: I can't complain because it was given away every every couple of weeks on Lucha Underground, which is why I love it and why I get into both wrestles. But I, when I was watching that, I'm just going... Why is this not like a main event of something, anything? Is yeah,
3: I think it's the balance? first time I've seen the two of them in a match. So I'd like, I only—I was late to the Lucha uh, Underground House Party and only caught the last couple of episodes. So. The Lucha House Party was that? The Lucha <laughs>
1: Underground, <laughs> house, party, underground was, house Party. I
3: was, I was amalgamating too many gimmicks in one. The <laughs> Lucha Underground House Party
1: brothers, that's what they should yeah. call themselves. <laughs>
3: But, uh, we do have to point out that Phoenix was injured during that match, very unfortunately. So there is a there is a horrible silver, there is I say silver lining to that cloud. I cannot make a good analogy today. Um, <laughs> yes, there's a bad thing happened from that match. Phoenix is injured.
0: There's so a bad thing happened. It's <laughs> going through. It's not
3: really a problem. Just means we'll get Penta versus Omega instead of Phoenix versus Omega. What a problem!
1: What a problem! Um, so yeah, uh, decent show and AEW special with that match. Is unbelievable. One of the matches of the year so far. Um, so I'll move on to NXT, shall I? uh Let's start with the put-overs. Um Ember Moon's new submission move—I'm loving that. You know, she, oh. I like it, but I mean, if it means we see a less
2: total eclipse, then I'm. Um,
1: uh, well. The, the, uh, every
3: wrestler needs uh, some kind of like pin finish and a submission finish. It doesn't. It, to me, it doesn't make sense if you don't have one of.
2: Yeah, I've just realised I've also just gave her the Bonnie Taylor gimmick because it's not called the total eclipse. No, cups, I know. It's <laughs> no, the I
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I know, I know. I thought, I thought it was something I've not seen before, and I thought, yeah, good, I like that, I like that. Because I mean, I think she's maybe pulling back and doing the Eclipse just because right. of the injury. Um, so, like Alex says, I think everyone needs a submission move. Um, interesting to see her. Like, I think, I think Kai and her will be good, but Tony Storms just seems to have been put by the wayside and all that.
3: I'm very space. disappointed by that. I'm I'm a huge fan of Toy Storm as well. And um, she did like second best after Sonic Kiss. the same. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um there was quite a few other things uh, put over but we'll get back to that. Uh, buddy, um let's just Adam Cole appearing on a TV screen like Holly from Red Dwarf. Um, when they were the undisputed pro, you know, cutting a promo, and here's Adam Cole on a screen like Holly, and he still finishes off with, and that's undisputed, of course. Like, fuck's <laughs> sake, your <my laughs> favorite catchphrase, <laughs> fuck off for that, get that in the bin. Um, other buddies, uh, I, I hate when they do this, but the, I'm going buddy first of all. Before I got a buddy, my main buddy, I'll just say, a kind of honourable buddy to the wee kid that was behind comms who just kept jumping up and down like an annoying little dick. Like, that just did my head. So they were doing the flash to, to Wade, and it was just this wee guy bouncing up and down. Every time they flashed, he was just bouncing up and down like Tigger. Like, Jesus Christ. Get him tell if you're... Your, the dad should have been getting him tell Just calm down, sonny. Anyway, but uh, other other buddy, just wrestlers not getting the ring entrance. I mean, it's ever rise, right? But... You know, the, the job or tag team of NXT, but they didn't even get their entrance. So I'm going to bury that because I think they've been, they've looked all right, Ever rise when they've been doing the job. So oh, get Ever Rice in the
2: ring. ring. I, I love them in the ring. They're just like, I, I think I discovered them maybe having no watched NXT in a couple of weeks last yeah. year or something. I'm going. Who are these guys? I've never even seen them.
1: Aye. Turns out they're on 205 Live, so that's why I hadn't and seen them. But aye, I think they're brilliant. They're, they're really good. They're really good, though. Uh, get their entrance theme in the bin. It's like generic library music that they've just pulled out from somewhere. So, aye, they need to be a bit more. Like... So let's move on to the putovers. And there's just one other major putover we've got to put over. And, and my boys, my boys, Angle lost the titles, gutted for them. But, you know, the return of Pat... You know, as the unmasking with Lorcan and Butch, you know, as I, putting them together, I mean, I, just, I don't think that's the way they were going to go, obviously, unless they were going to have Ridge Holland in the mix with that stable as well. But putting together almost like a stable in NXT to go up against the Undisputed Era, I think is a, a really good way to pair. And then we might get Andrade dropping down at NXT and draw, uh, joining Legado del Fantasma. And then have,
2: I, I think. I'm certain Ridge Holland was going to be part of that faction that was going to lead to a four on four. But yeah. ma- ma- I've got one uh, bone to pick. I thought you were going to, um, for your berries and putovers entrance uh, or intro this week, I thought you were going to say separate the Oni Larkin on Twitters from the Danny Butches on Twitter after the thing that I don't know if you've seen what he was saying. About, no, uh, I what did he say? Uh, a big argument between Road Dog and uh, Shane uh, Helms about COVID and masks, oh, and Christ. you can guess what one's on what yeah. side. And
1: Danny Burch took the side of Road Dog. So uh, <laughs> right, okay then. Um, so uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. But I but that whole thing. So I wonder Do you think they'll put another guy into that faction then? Oh, who, who would they put
2: in? That's the thing. Uh, cause Ridge Holland seemed like it made sense. I mean, it looks like. Pat uh, Pat McAfee's big brother, pretty much. Um, but I, I don't know who you'd put in. No, that's the the one problem. But Rich Holland, isn't he going to be there anytime soon?
1: Yeah, I know. I'll be. I, I don't know who they'll put in, but good, good things ahead. I think with that one, no, gutted the Priest Angle lost the titles, but never mind. Never mind. Uh, match of the night. We we'll give it to the six man tag. Uh, Legado del Fantasma versus Swerve Atlas and the shanty. I thought I, I, I thought it was tremendous a really really good match though Kashida versus champa versus dream love that as well so a lot of good matches a lot of good things to talk about on nxt and let's move over to smackdown Stuart.
4: right so first thing i'm going to put over is the return of daniel bryan um i thought it was great to see him back he's been away for a long time uh, obviously he's still got the charisma he's still got the, the name power in that it was great that KO brought him out in the, on the KO show which was surprisingly um, done by Kevin Owens, who would have thought that but anyway um, I will have to bury though the 8 man tag purely because I hate an 8 man tag, it's just too busy I really hate 4v4 and there was, it just didn't make sense it didn't really make a story out of it I love Street Profits I think they're absolutely fantastic I love KO. I he's one of the best on 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 the SmackDown roster. Uh, Daniel Bryan's Daniel Bryan, so you can't go wrong there. But I just didn't understand. I don't like four four before. It's just far too busy, so I'm gonna have to bury that. One thing I did like. The thing
2: I loved about that yeah. was the the fact that we got the rope shake. Montes oh, and Daniel oh, Bryan. Daniel the, one moment, the, the only moment <laughs> yeah. that went, aye, okay.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it was the fact that they were looking at each other like pure eye contact when they both went like that. It was class, <laughs> man. It was class. Uh, buddy, Lars Sullivan, because he's a death. <laughs> 100% <laughs> behind that. Why is yeah. he Get
0: that?
4: It doesn't make sense. Right. I, I would rather see Sean G or Chad Gable, whoever you want to call him, I'd rather see him become a star than then Lars Sullivan pretty much,
3: like, just, you know, just bury him. I didn't understand it. Um, I just understood why he's got such a big push in the first place. I get he's big, but he doesn't really have that good of a look. Because Vince is you know a he big guy. I've, I've, I've genuinely come up
4: with the conclusion you A poor man snitch Yes, yes. With <laughs> less guy. Like yeah. like, the built-in gimmick of being Russian. Yeah, he's just a poor man's man. That's all he is to me. I just don't understand him. He's got no charisma. He can't wrestle. He doesn't really look like a wrestler as such, like a big man. he does. He's big, but I didn't understand the whole – I just didn't get it. I really, and he's just a dick. <laughs> Do you know what his nickname is? What's that?
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so that's my buddy of the week. Um, my putover, I have to go – and it's kind of going the lines of what you're saying about uh, uh, Jericho and MJF. I loved the Law and Artists. I loved that that segment was class. And yeah. the wee Easter egg that I enjoyed the most, the wee Easter egg that was the best, was the fact they put JBL as a judge. So technically, he's a judge of a wrestler's court, like he used to be back yeah. in the day. I just thought it was brilliant, the Teddy Long thing um, when 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 the, uh, the lawyer The like the
3: security attendant
4: and everything. Brilliant! It just totally worked, and it was when uh, it's when the Miz when the, when the lawyer turned to the Miz and was like. That's actually a good good point. And she's like, he's like, "Well, you're fired." It just, it was just comedy at its best, and it just worked perfectly. I really, really enjoyed that part. That was my putovers for SmackDown and Buries.
1: Yeah, have you got a match tonight from the
4: from that shirt? Bianca Blair being back, I enjoyed her. It wasn't really so much a, a match of a, of, a, of a standard, but it was the fact that she was back and she dominated. And I think she Short, will be great. fantastic.
1: Pure great, um, yeah. right? Rick- Thanks for that, Stuart. Let's go over to Raw last night off the back of Hell in a Cell. What's been going on, Gary? Aye, um, I, I'm glad
2: there's a put-over first to Cam me down before I get into the first Aye, you're Because Twitter I think we know where it's going. You're I think we know. Um, but the first put-over, I'm going to save my, my other, my, my good put-over to last, actually. So my first put-over is just a really basic one. The way they've booked Drew, Drew McIntyre, after his title loss, because that's the one worry for me about, you know, we kept saying it on here. Don't mind Randy Orton winning the title, actually probably thought it was a good decision between us like over the past while. But I was really worried about what they were going to do with Drew McIntyre. They had him come out, he cut a brilliant promo. I've, I've already mentioned that how... He's one of the few that doesn't actually have a, a big script, you know, for d- cutting promos. One of the things that I managed to be on a media call with him asked him about and he said, I'm lucky if there's four words on the, the thing that they give me that are the same as what I say. That promo sounded brilliant. Obviously, was in a match with the Miz. Never going to complain at that. Uh, okay match. You know, everything was okay. And then the end thing uh, that happened, while I don't like there being a cliffhanger, Seeing Drew McIntyre stab Randy Orton and the eye with a pen is probably never going to be a bad thing either. <laughs> and it was just enjoyable. It was, you know, we all knew what was going to happen in terms of the Fiend coming out for, the, you know, the Randy Orton segment. Everybody's gone, oh, no the Fiend in the title picture again, which I'm kind of in the same boat. And, you know, oh, no Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt again because last time they wrestled in a big haunted house. Uh, but the fact they chucked Drew McI- McIntyre into that, didn't they just completely forget about him? I liked it. It's the wee things that count and that was one that counted for me. Well, the other thing they went back to was
3: where did he stab Drew McIntyre, Gary?
2: Yeah, I know. That's the where, one thing. I hope it's not going oh, anywhere, but oh, it's that I obsession that again. I, I
3: really what? hope he's got Randy Orton. like, next week, he beats up Rey Mysterio and steals his, like, Louis Rue's Therese- <laughs> mask and lives <laughs> a little patch in That'd be good.
2: Oh aye it's the one thing that I'm trying to hope that it actually does not go down that route. And I don't think it will, but again they are obsessed with eyes. Um So the Billy How <laughs> I many you got, Gary? <laughs> it's it's one big one, but it's got a few parts to it. I thought that They're was called
1: raw.
4: It's just it's called rock.
2: Yeah. Well, no, I <laughs> see, funnily enough, while overall it wasn't the best show. It wasn't the worst I've seen in the past few weeks, so I'm not going to bury the full show. There was actually more I liked than I disliked. It's just the thing I disliked was terrible. Uh, Retribution. (laughs) I I don't know what we're doing. I don't know where we're going. I, I mentioned this earlier on Twitter that for me... This is something that I'd never thought of until I asked Sheamus about League of Nations, because I loved League of Nations, and it was like, we were only created to put over Roman Reigns. I'm starting to think that's what's happened with Retribution, because for me, and I don't like to assume stuff, but for me, I think WWE are kind of at that point where they're maybe creatively so stubborn that they can't even create an an anarchist group and make them look like a threat. Because people might get behind the anarchist group, which is what they should be doing. Uh, so, that I just absolutely hated it. Everything about it, I mean, absolutely terrible. But in particular, there was one moment that absolutely killed everything for me. And I know they've lost every match, and probably the moments are the ones that count. But the Mia young thing was bad anyway. She got up onto the apron. She looked like either something was maybe crawling across or She was scratching mm-hmm. her arms. It looked very... It didn't look like something that... It looked insensitive in, like in a way. I, it, look, it just it looked absolutely terrible in every sense of the word. She got into the ring. She feigned having a, an epileptic fit pretty much, which is obviously kind of insensitive as well and no great. But that's not the thing that upset me. I don't really care about, you know, if you if you play, play that out well, play it out well. The thing that upset me was the referee shouting, Mia! because her name isn't Mia. Her name's Reckoning, and she's been on Twitter saying, I'm no Mia Yim. She's got two separate Twitter accounts for the sake of not being Mia Yim. Oh. Uh, and the referee audibly shouting Mia absolutely killed everything. But for me, that is just a minor part of Retribution as a whole, which we mentioned this, you know, at the very start, when they put Retribution and Raw Underground in front of me, I was like, well, I'm probably going to love Retribution and hate Raw Underground, I probably didn't hate Raw Underground as much because I hated retribution that much, and it's just no go any better. I feel like we're now at the point where I don't know how you save this faction. I think I think you call it quits and let them go back to who they were before. But even at that, you've just kind of diminished everything. And while I, I put over Ali being, you know, the leader and then them actually tying everything up, doing the hacker gimmick last week. I don't, I don't know how they can make him look good after this. I feel like it's just all gone down the pan.
3: It was even on Saturday, the way he just runs away from like the hurt mm, business and aye. just holds his hand and then runs away again. And it just seems that's <laughs> all he's done since they've put him in front of that faction.
2: It's the thing Barry, that they've I, done...
4: Oh, sorry. i, I'll, I, I'll I say I this quickly. Say, I, I, I've not seen Raw yet. Was it the same referee oh. that refereed the Roman Reigns match on, uh, on Sunday?
0: Oh, that that's yeah. actually...
4: Because he was actually, terrible enough. Too. Two seconds to he needs sacked if it is the same referee, because he was shocking in that I quit
1: match. He ruined me. Oh, I don't oh, yeah, remember yeah.
2: who that referee was. I find that fought The
1: bald, baldy head guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi. To quit, to quit, to
2: quit. I think it might have been. Maybe he got a concussion when he took the bump. Who knows? You never know. But no, for me, the only thing I was going to say there is the big the big thing as well, I mentioned about that, that kind of stubbornness and falling into the same patterns. Mustafa Ali, Mustafa Ali's one character trait, you know, before all this, is that he is like essentially the bravest guy on the planet. He'll stand up for it for anybody. Doesn't matter if what he says upsets people. Doesn't matter what size the person he gets in the ring with is, he's going to fight them. And then because he's a heel, he has to run away. It's the same thing they've done with Kevin Owens. Same thing they've done with AJ Styles. It's just a really annoying creative thing that they do. That I I just think they've they've ruined everything in terms of retribution for me. And I've I've never I've not said this because I feel like people overuse this word. I'm getting very close to saying it. I'm still not going to say the big word. Retribution are not quite, but they are ninety percent buried. No, oh, I'm not going to go the whole
3: way. I, I'm he not going to go all the way in. But Gary, I think right now you have to fantasy book. What's <laughs> going to put them to 100? What's going to be <laughs> the final nail the retribution co- uh, coffin? Oh, uh, probably next week on Raw. We'll wait and see what they do. <laughs> <laughs> no, Survivor Series, they'll get beaten 5 0 by the Hurt Business or something stupid like that. Oh,
2: have you plan. got a poo over, Gary? I I saved the best put over to last because I think this person has been absolutely phenomenal. Everything they done last night was everything I wanted to see somebody do on any wrestling show. Alexa Bliss. uh, I just think she's been absolutely fantastic. I keep saying it when I think the most difficult thing you can do, and probably another reason why Retribution maybe didn't get taken seriously to begin with, is if you've got somebody that is known for just being themselves turned up to 11 and being a kind of, You know, she was a heel. I would imagine she's not a heel in real life. She seems like a very nice person. um But if you're gonna have somebody just turned up to Eleven be very realistic about how they are in the ring, and then make them play a character, I think that can be the hardest thing to do for somebody. And she has just done it brilliantly. I think it is the kind of thing where I think that you could chuck her in any Hollywood film, and I wouldn't be, you know, having any any kind of nervousness that she would play the role well. Everything she done well last night. She, you know, the Firefly Funhouse segment was great. Uh, you know, she's brilliant in that. Anyway, last week, so I knew she was going to be good in that. But the thing everybody was dreading was that last segment because you know people are moaning about Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt getting chucked together again, all that kind of stuff. They had the the kind of swerve where Drew McIntyre coming out and and fighting with Randy Orton. Alexa Bliss, they're just sitting on the corner turn, turnbuckle laughing. And then even every line she delivered during it was brilliant. So for me, I know that Rab is probably going to bury it on the main podcast. But for me, I think Everett and Alexa Bliss is doing the new is fantastic. And that, she's actually making me interested in The Fiend again because I'd lost interest in The Fiend. So I think she is just brilliant.
1: Fair enough match tonight. <sighs>
2: yeah, again, struggling. Uh, there wasn't really any good matches. And I know that there was any bad matches, but there just wasn't much that was actually enjoyable. I probably would go for, you know, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy's never going to be disappointing, but I think I'd probably go for Sheamus, Matt Riddle. It was actually, it was really good, even though I've seen it on SmackDown already, but aye, both of them were really good matches, so just yeah. no. They, they weren't the Ray uh, versus Penta and they won not the Sasha Banks v. <laughs> v Bailey, so
1: <laughs> I'm maybe spoiled this weekend. I don't want a lot of good wrestling, shame about Raw. Um, Stuart, thanks very much for uh, coming on. Give the old podcast a plug, sir.
4: Yep, so it's uh, at It's Our House Pod. Uh, so that's
1: It's Our House Pod. And myself is S Lawson1417. Excellent. Well, listen, then. We, I'll go and have a listen to that. You seem like you've got some great guests coming up, so look forward to it, mate. Um, remember, get your buddies and putovers for Rab and Gredo. You can do that this week. You can get that. Or our Twitter, at Wrestling Daft, on Insta, at Wrestling Daft Podcast. And just plain old Wrestling Daft on the Facebook well we're all excited about this forget turning japanese we've got a brand new feature on the show called wrestle mind the buzz Notes, and your host it's big alex
3: well we thought we'd do something a little bit different on this podcast And since everyone's doing quizzes at the moment and we're completely audio let's let's do some kind of musical related quiz based on wrestling so The two gentlemen today are going to have three rounds and a bonus question, each consisting of three questions, and they are in some way vaguely going to be related to wrestling. Now, before we get into this, I'm going to take a wee leaf out of John's book, and I have to ask you both your quiz credentials. Uh, Mr. (laughs) producer Mac,
1: would you care to go first? Alex, I'm glad you asked that question. Um, I've actually featured on bbc prime time saturday night television show quiz show the hit list um that was last oh,
2: year
1: i applied for that and didn't get to be part of it <laughs> did you apply for it
2: i didn't get to be did part you, not, of
1: you, it. Know, you didn't know that you don't don't know this about me then gary no i do not i, I do featured not. on the hit list and am the second biggest all-time winner on the hit list Oof. Having walked away with the grand total, me and my partner walked away with 9475 pounds on the hit list. So That's ask me my quiz credentials. There you are, Alex. I'll admit I
3: that was the entire reason I was doing it to let you have that brag on the podcast.
2: <laughs> I don't like this game anymore. I you've
3: got to tell us all what you bought with your winnings as well. I
1: bought um I've I've saved a lot, saved most of it but I end up having to buy a dishwasher and a new washing machine.
3: <laughs> just found that slightly hilarious.
1: Yeah, I knew you were bringing that up as well. Um, yeah. So- Danny, what about yourself? I mean, you're, you're
3: going up against a quiz champion here. I mean, do you have anything to back yourself up?
1: I, I can give
2: you one that's related to me and one that's very not related to me, but I'm still going to use it. Um, so if I'm going to just say quiz credentials... I went to a pub quiz at Rufus T's that was all about wrestling, uh, and it was only me and one of my friends, and we finished, I think it was second or third, and the other groups were all, like, 50-year-old men. That was groups of seven of them. But if I'm going to go down the, the nepotism route, because that's what wrestlers would normally do, and, and say that, you know, general knowledge runs in the family, then I can say that my dad is, or was, because he's no his membership, a member of Mensa and my sister was on the game show red amber green if any years are older <laughs>
3: <Amazing. laughs>
2: uh, but i nothing personally so uh, i have not been on a game show sadly
3: to smartphones credentials by association <laughs> i think that's good enough i think that's good enough Right, without further ado gents i've only got one question for you is it gonna work i hope you've are been you ready to place <laughs> oh, okay. That was mainly a test to make sure that the sounds work. (laughs) Can I at least confirm that they do work?
2: (laughs) Yes, but I was really hoping that you're going to have more than one question for us since it's a quiz.
3: I do, yes. (laughs) We're going to move on to round one. Now, within WWE, there is two very famous composers. Now, they are a Mr. Jim Johnson and the CFO Money. I'm not sure if you say the money or if you say dollar sign, but it's irrelevant. So I'm going to play you three WWE entrance songs. And afterwards, I want you to tell me, was it composed by Jim or was it composed by the money? Here we go. All right, gentlemen. So uh, I think since since Gary is definitely behind on quiz credentials, we'll let him go for the first the first put in.
2: Are you wanting to m- to say who? I think all three of them. Are we'll go through try? them one by one. We'll go through okay. them one by one, shall we? Fandango. I, I think it's a trick question because I think we should think that they are too good to be. that um, Fandango's theme is too good to be a CFO dollar sign song. I think it is one. I- I'm going CFO dollar sign for Fandango.
3: Okay, so one CFO dollar sign. John? Uh, I'm going Jim Johnson. He's going Jim Johnson. We have a split and I can reveal it was in fact Mr. Jim Johnson. <laughs> Damn <it. laughs> So that is one nil to John. Uh, and
1: Mr. Uh, sorry, John, on to you. Brodus Clay. I will say that's also Jim Johnson. On Jim Johnson, Gary? I'm the same only because I
2: don't
3: think CFO dollar sign were around at that time. And you were both correct, both Jim Johnson. So finally, Akira Tazawa, John, CFO sign. one CFO. Gary, I'm agreeing just because of the timing again. Well, here we go, and that is another correct answer, gentlemen. Yes. Well done, well done. So that is John sweeping his initial perfect round. So now we're going to move on to round number two.
1: If you are listening uh, to the podcast, you really need to see um, Alex's amazing PowerPoint, so get on board to the Patreon and check it out. Patreon.com forward slash Wrestling Daft. He's the Drew Gulak of Wrestling Daft. I'm willing to take that.
3: Uh, So we're on to round two, famous songs and wrestling music. So I'm going to play you three pieces of music. Which former WWE champion has used all three pieces of music throughout his time on the independent circuit? Cut my life into pieces.
4: This is my last resort. Suffocation. Stone Cold Crazy. Stone Cold
0: Crazy.
3: We have just heard Last Resort by Papa Roach, Stone Cold Crazy by Queen, and the final countdown by Europe. Gary, I think
1: we're on you. Who I'm do you torn think... between
3: two. Sorry? I'm torn between
1: two. I'm going to go CM Punk. One CM Punk. John? I have no idea with this one. No idea with this one. I am going to say... No, I can't. No, that's, that's a silly answer. Uh... Is it a, a a former world champion or is that an IC champion?
3: WWE champion as in world heavyweight champion. That
1: was kind of your clue right. here. Okay. <sighs> Cut angle.
3: I hey, think not... you're you're both incorrect, but Gary is goddamn close. It was in fact Daniel, Bro- Daniel Bryan. That was wasn't the mother Daniel bit. Mother bit was going to be Seth Rollins. No,
2: no. Uh, it just goes on. Last the
3: the final countdown, I was like, "That's how we got to ride at the Valkyries," you know, Oh, I suppose it almost works. Okay, question two. So, one of the biggest bands of all time—I think no one can argue with me when I say it's Metallica. They have had plenty of representation within wrestling. So, we're gonna—I'm going to play you three Metallica tracks, and you have to identify which one has not famously been used. And to repeat that, not this is a red herring question. You can right. also get a bonus point if you identify where the other two were used.
0: Don't insane, but the memory rear of me.
3: Had the memory, the memory remains. The unforgiven Two, and seek and destroy. Which one is your odd one out,
1: John? I think seek and destroy. I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever heard seek and destroy being used before. Do you do you have any answer? Do you know where the other two were used for your bonus question? One was used in the Boneyard match. I think when the Undertaker came down on the bike initially, that was I think they used memory remains. And Unforgiven 2, I'm guessing, was used around the pay-per-view Unforgiven.
2: Gary, what's your answer? I'm agreeing with Seek and Destroy 100%. That was the one that the second I heard that I went, I don't think this was in wrestling. I don't think any of them were in the Boneyard match. I might be wrong. I thought it was a different song that was in the Boneyard match. For Unforgiven 2, I I wouldn't have guessed a pay-per-view, but I think it would have probably been in that. I'm going to say that it was... I'm just going to guess that Either of them were in a vignette that involved Triple H. <laughs>
3: I'm, afraid. I'm afraid to tell you that you were both, in fact, incorrect. Oh. The red herring was unforgivable. Oh, oh. Really? John, I think you were correct about the memory remains being used in the Boneyard match, but where it was oh, it. used was the build to Undertaker versus Triple H to WrestleMania twenty eight. I think it was the second of the two. It was like their end of an era match. I think that's where they went for the yeah, whole era remains. Right. Okay. And okay. "Seek and Destroy" was used as entrance theme by Sting in WCW. Oh, yeah! I so, uh, the- love WCW as well. I'm I'm ashamed. Uh, all of this stuff I have found from uh, Cagematch.net, by the way, just if anyone is uh, disputing any of these questions. I use so them for that. So <laughs> and so your final question of famous songs and wrestling. I'm going to play you three pieces of music once again, and you are to identify which wrestler in ECW they were associated with.
1: Oh, oh man, I'm going to I've got big balls. I've got big balls. Walk. What you say? The
3: man in the box. So there we had Big Balls by ACDC, Walk by Pantera, and Man in the Box by Alison Chains. Gad- I think we're on Gary this time. So three ECW oh, wrestlers wow. who they were associated with.
2: I cannot for the life of me remember any of these, so I'm just going to go for guesses, which is annoying because I watched ECW a lot when I was nine years old. (laughs) Um, uh,
3: hmm.
2: So the big balls, I'm going to go for Tommy Dreamer. Uh, Alison Chains, going to go for Shane Douglas. What was the other song? <laughs> uh, it was Walk by Pantera. Oh, Pantera. Um, ah. Annoyingly, I know it's not Sandman because I know what Sandman's was. It was not in and... Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, Sandman is quite yes. obvious. I was um, for that. <laughs> and, ah, I'm going to embarrass myself with one of these as Taz because I loved Taz, but I'm going to go for Sabu. All right, all
3: right.
1: John? I have no idea. I've never watched any ECW, really. So it's just... Stabs in the total dark for me. So big balls go Shane Douglas. Um Pantera Dudley Boys. Oh no, t- no Pantera Taz and what was the final one? Oh the final one was Man in a Box by Allison Chains. Man in Box, Man Allison Chains. I am gonna say Sabu.
2: I'm not going to change my answer, but I'm going to be raging if Pantera was Rob Van Dam, because that has now came into my mind, but I don't oh, think it is.
3: Right. Gary, I'd let you change the answer if you want to. I'm, I'll, oh, I'll no. let you go back no.
2: and change it. I'm not going to change it. No, I'll, I'll, I'll stick.
3: Okay, well, I have to say, Gary, you made a terrible choice with that, as you've oh. you got them all wrong. Your closest <sighs> one was, you did say Tommy Dreamer, but you put the wrong bit of music. Oh, man, in. was he Pantera? No, he was, was Alice in Chains. <laughs> of course Big was. Balls was obviously Balls Mahoney guys come on that one was so obvious even if you didn't watch ECW I,
2: anyway, nah,
3: I completely forgot about Balls Mahoney
2: you, you were, were correct
3: say... Van Damme and Walk and Damn ask, it. Tommy Dreamer so on to round number three which we're going to call name those lyrics so <laughs>
0: <have you got laughs>
1: home? You home. how many more rounds have we got to go Alex
3: if this is the last one then right, you've got okay. bonus question at the end you're done don't worry of this is this I'll, I'll tone it down next week i've realized this is going to take a while when we come to the second i've got it i'm fine we're going for it john so this round is slightly different so i will ask you both at the end which song you think it is but if you think you've identified it before i've got to the end of the verse then you can cut in with a steal but if you get it wrong then you're out of the round so i'm going to read you the verse up until the chorus and we're going to see if you know so this could turn into a clusterfuck or this could be quite interesting. So. <clears throat> Lyrics number one. Turn up now and I'm about to blow. Up and y'all don't even know. Powder keg about to explode. Independent, I run John. the show. John Cena. Sorry? John Cena. John is incorrect. So, Gary, I will read out the rest of the verse and you will have a chance to have a guess. Um, where was I? International run the globe. Hyperdrive and no cruise control. Got the life and they losing fold. I stay 100. I keep it homegrown. I live for the applause, and all the people know, i That's That's the L you're getting, I was about oh. to start reading the fucking chorus there for a second. Mez? I'm afraid you're both incorrect, oh. but here's how it should have sounded.
2: Mini, 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 wall, turn up now, I'm about to blow.
3: Oh.
2: Leave <laughs> the about to explode. Independent, I run this show, international, run the globe. <laughs> I'm driving, no, no cruise control, got the life and ain't losing um. flow. I stay 100,
3: I I personally don't really have much more faith You guys are going to get
2: I almost guessed Bianca Belair Which would have been
3: even more heartbreaking (laughs) It would have been close (laughs) It would have been close Right, so, song number two Here comes the new kid on the block Hold all your bets, that's where the buck stops See, first of all, I'm stepping out on my own About time I elevated to claim my own throne Success in my blood, call it homegrown Poe is Testosterone Power and money got me crazy. Cocky. No longer, no longer need you, pappy. I know you're mad because you can't stop me. And if you wonder how this play had done scooped your honey, I think she smelled my cologne. It's called brand new money. Making major moves ain't a damn thing funny. Pimping hood rats and playboy bunnies.
0: <laughs> so, John, uh, who do you think fantastic. was Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm going to take a guess just by the lyrics, and I'm not. No, it couldn't be Cody Rhodes, but just uh, lyrically.
3: Actually, I'll give you all a hint. They're all WWE. All right, they're all WWE. WWE, and there's a theme. There's a musical theme with all three. They're all raps.
2: This sounded like it should have been if Dominic Mysterio was a heel. Uh I can't think.
1: I hope you everyone's playing along with us at home. <laughs> I uh, mean, I can read out again if you think it'll help. <laughs> no, it's not going to help. No, I didn't
3: it think, think it
1: would. Not going to help. Ah, uh, I'm trying to think of like people come down to kind of rap music, and I can't think like. I'm gonna go for the Usos. Oh, that's quite a good guess. One Us. Uh, uh,
2: yeah, I'm guessing uh, the theme rather
3: than anything else here.
1: No Put idea. Seconds on you there, John? No idea. No idea. Just,
3: just throw a guess out there. EC3. Okay, here's how it should have sounded. Stop
0: it, it. Here comes the new kid on the block. Hold on your bets. It's real. I can get block to the floor. See, first of all, I'm stepping out on my own. About time I elevated to claim my own throne. Success in my blood. Call it home prone. Poor's the testosterone. Power and money got me crazy cocky. No longer need you, Poppy. I know you're mad because you can't stop me. And if you wonder how this player then scooped your honey. I think she smell my cologne. It's called Brand New Money. Make them you make your moves. Man, ain't a damn thing funny. and hood rats, the Playboy boy bunnies. They see the... Ah! Of
3: course it is. hint was there as well with I don't need your Poppy. of
1: course it
3: Yeah, like, it's when you read it back, you can you ah, can see yeah. the... You can really see the flow of it. It's yeah, shit. Although the pappy bit does make me think it's maybe someone a little bit more Hispanic than oh, shit. That's why because
2: I was thinking like Angel Garza, and I was like, no, that's not gonna make any sense because I love his theme tune.
3: <laughs> okay, this one, this one is the question three is slightly less of rap and more of a melody, but I've still got a bit of rap association to it. So here we go. Number three. Baby, it's time that you know my love is growing, and I just can't pretend anymore. Cause my love is showing oh 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 and i know it's just you and i i'll show you and you won't deny is this What's um sexual, el- baby yeah right on baby it's time to see you this love i have for you
2: are these all current superstars or is this maybe someone who might have left the company
3: I don't think he's left the company, but he's no longer active. I think he's maybe a little bit older. So this is this is one of this is the I think it's the first theme they would have used around about the Attitude Era time.
1: Ah, they you would have used ah as a tag team.
3: No, it's, it's a singles competitor. Oh, yeah. well, I thought you
1: said they would you use, right? Okay. I think I did say they, but it
2: wasn't
3: in reference to a tag team just before you go down the wrong
2: road. It sounded nice and romantic. So, my first thought was that it was going to be the intro to that uh, very lovely Canellis um, uh, song, you know,
1: the Power Couple
2: one. This is all the, the love in the yeah. world. <laughs> it it sounded nice
1: and I'm romantic. I'm terrible. I'm terrible at this. I'm, I'm rubbish with lyrics. Oh. Because, like, all men, it's like men are ingrained to listen to the music and women are more ingrained to listen to lyrics and I have no idea you could add my favorite song I couldn't even give you the lyrics to my favorite song
3: well do you want to hear what it should have sounded like because I don't think either of you were guessing it this one is probably a bit cool. tough actually so you both given up yeah here is how it should have sounded
0: Maybe it's time you
1: oh, stick your chocolate.
0: I, <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. Uh... I'll show you, you <laughs> <to
1: light. laughs> the new is dancing it's phenomenal but the second i held that barry white-esque tone i was like smart
2: henry new world.
3: I'll we are the new world. i To the inverted polarity bonus round with John. One point. So the scores. What I was going to say. The scores are. Gary's on two, and John is ahead on three.
1: (laughs) We've not got one right since the first round.
3: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I I maybe went a little bit too hard for the middle ones. There's no one got any questions right for round two. uh, Famous songs and wrestling, or the lyrics round. So.
2: I like the lyrics round though. I think that's a a keeper.
3: (laughs) I'll keep it, but I'll I'll maybe try and make them a bit more obvious next time. But this one, this one you should get. So I'm going to play you the first 30 minutes of a, sorry, 30 minutes, the first 30 seconds of a famous WWE wrestling era, uh, wrestling song. And you have to tell me what it is. And again, we are going under the uh, lyrics rules. So you may jump in and go for the steal at any point. All right.
1: Yeah. Here we go.
3: Yeah, but i
0: will gonna here, Hey, John, Yeah, but i
1: will gonna
2: Hey, Hey, I'd I never got that in a million years.
1: Ah, oh, yes. <laughs>
0: right,
3: I that think it's the sense. end but you'd really get it, right? But John has won, I'm afraid, and John has yep. got that correct. But just to let you hear the end of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you have got, <laughs> <You laughs> <haven't laughs>
1: got it. Damn it. Yay, hey, you yeah. with that. Winner, winner, winner. Alex, what are we thinking, Gary? I think that's a keeper. I, I, <laughs> I mean, it's down to the listeners ultimately, but I think that's brilliant stuff. Could I make uh, a suggestion here? Could I make a suggestion? I thought, fantastic, Alex. 10 out of 10 for a presentation. Please check out the Patreon because Alex has put a hell of a lot of work into this. I hope you weren't doing it on work time, Alex. Um, can I make a suggestion, Alex? And here's my suggestion, right? Because we want to get the listeners as much involved in the show as we possibly can. Here's what I'm going to suggest to you right now. We cut it down to five questions based on your rounds, Alex. And every week, a listener comes on and gets to play one of us three. And if they manage to beat us, they win a Wrestling Daft t-shirt. Only is they can't beat Alex because he'll know the answers.
3: Yeah, I'd love to be one of you two.
1: <laughs> okay then. So Alex, you're in charge of this feature. You get to come on next week. If you want to get involved, tweet us. We'll get you on and you get to play for a Wrestling Daft t-shirt. You can either take on me or Gary and Alex will be quizmaster. How does that sound?
3: I so think that's... they also get to choose which mark they take on. Right. I oh, we should do it like a um... smackdown for the berries or putovers just to make life easy.
2: <laughs> I don't want to be plugging a different podcast since John runs a football podcast under this banner. Um but it would be similar to super scoreboards, um I can't even remember what it's called. Beat the pundit, where they yeah. flip the coin and just depend on your luck you get one of us to
1: well it's a good excuse to bring out the Gary beer mat again to flip (laughs) it so there we go that's how it's going we like it Alex but we need to refine it so next week WrestleMind the Bus Knox will return with one of the listeners taking on either myself or Gary with Alex being the quiz host well done Alex we applaud that I will now
3: accept my ripped off Kenny Omega nickname the best quiz machine why thank you (laughs)
1: It's the wrestling news with inside the ropes lead writer Gary Casty. You have to go quick now to get your. That, full was, title. Uh, that was
2: that was nearly as good as Alex's rapping during the <laughs> the second round of WrestleMind The Buzznox.
1: Yes, yeah, please, please get on. You need to get on the feed <laughs> this week to see Alex is dancing and rapping. He's loving, was loving it, absolutely.
3: The dancing happening. will only get better per week. I can assure that.
1: So let's get the news. Um, there's some after Hell in the Cell and after Drew dropping the title, there's weird things going on. Talk backstage is that what's happening?
2: Aye, so this and again, this kind of maybe echoes the thoughts of a lot of people watching. But Fightful Select, who again, we can mention them second nature because we know pretty much everything they say is going to be 100%. Sean Ross Sap, uh, the main person that reports on Fightful 100%. Select. Yep, uh, he's in the top three somewhere, can't remember where. Well, uh but, is number one, closely yep, followed by uh, Alex McCarthy. Yep, there we go, and Meltzer's third, so we're, we're sorted there. But yeah, Fightful Select reporting that after Hell in a Cell, there was, and the quote is, plenty of confusion uh, among WWE superstars over the decision to have Randy Orton become champion. In particular, many were confused about the timing of the win because... Orton, obviously, was on a very hot streak up until about two months ago, and then he's lost a few matches since. So, essentially, people were, you know, it's no a criticism, but apparently superstars are confused at the decision, which I guess speaks volumes for Drew McIntyre, because I guess he must be well-liked if people are confused that Randy Orton would win. yeah. Um, I mean, they could just
3: be doing a hot potato. We haven't seen a hot potato in a while. That's a lie. We saw a hot potato with the universal title like last month.
1: Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but we haven't seen it with the WWE. No, I don't think it would do that. So yeah, I, I don't know where it's going. But Drew's going to be looking. What we hope is that Drew will regain the title in front of a crowd. Whether that's WrestleMania, which I doubt it, uh, but that's probably where we want to end up. So fingers crossed but that think WrestleMania
3: is going to be penciled in for
1: the Edge Orton match. Well, yeah i jordan yeah. and then, whoever, then whoever, whoever wins that but then phew, the royal rumble winner i don't know i don't know it's a strange one but i it's think it's tough Drew win the royal rumble every year on main yeah. event, WrestleMania every year that'll make
2: up for no other
3: wrestlemania drops its <laughs> series wins the
1: rumble wins the repeat. <laughs> <laughs> i like that i <laughs> more hell on a cell phone as well because it seems to be a bit confused after tucker's apparent heel turn on otis we're now confused of what brand he's on while uh, we have been uh, on here
2: enjoying musical um, tests and exams, I've got clarification on this.
1: Oh, excellent.
2: So, Tucker is on Raw. Uh Simple as that, which I thought was the case because this all came from the fact that on the WWE.com roster page, Tucker is listed as a SmackDown superstar despite being moved to Raw. The WWE roster page is good when people get fired, but not really otherwise. It's not really that accurate aside for when people get fired. Um, that's the only time I really use it. And I thought this because Bode Alice is still listed as a SmackDown superstar, and Raddy's still listed as a Raw superstar. So I wasn't really putting it now about this because I didn't really believe it was the case. Which was also kind of compounded last night because Tucker was on main event, which is recorded before Raw in the Thunderdome, so and it's Raw exclusive. Uh, main event is Raw exclusive superstars, so Tucker in the main event. Tucker, aye. So so Tucker was on main event. Well, it looks good for him after that major angle he was involved in on Hell in a Cell. Oh jeez. into the main event picture, but not the main event picture. They might want to be in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <but aye. laughs> so I Tuck, Tucker is on on SmackDown. Uh, no, sorry, Tucker is not on SmackDown. Tucker is on right. Raw. Um, Otis is on SmackDown. Nothing's changed apart from the fact that they've shoehorned him in there to hit. You know what Maybe to solidify the fact they're no longer a tag team since that's sort the of thing now. But I Tucker's on Raw, Otis on SmackDown, Miz is Mr. Money in the Bank. So you need to know about that.
1: I'm guessing they just did that so they could turn Tucker heel because they need a job or heel.
2: And because what else is Tucker going to do on Raw? But well, you kind of need to give him a mean streak or something to make him, you know, have intrigue about him because otherwise he's just going to be the guy that was in heavy machinery with Otis.
3: Sort of. Can we yeah. get him to like just be chased by Otis? for every episode because Otis running was one of my favourite
2: things from Hell in a Cell. I really hoped what we were actually going to get was an impromptu match for the Money in the Bank briefcase on uh, Raw between The Miz and El Gran Gordo, but sadly not.
1: No, no, no. They'll definitely keep the Money in the Bank uh, case on Miz going forward, I think. Um, And heading up to Survivor Series, November 22nd, which doesn't seem that far away, Um, we've got a card. Yeah, so... The the main thing I should uh, dive in
2: with before we get into the card is that this year's Survivor Series will be for brand supremacy, as it always is, but only between Raw and SmackDown. So last
3: year's winners have been removed. NXT have proved themselves to be too good for brand supremacy and have just fucked off back to Wednesday nights.
2: They are the supreme brand, so they no longer have to compete. It's now for second place, Um, (laughs) which this was something I got told a couple of weeks ago. I didn't want to report it because it's a kind of thing that I didn't have enough on. If I reported it, I could have looked daft if they eventually switched in NXT. But a lot of reasons for it, you know... Um, COVID, i Yeah, so NXT is running from a different venue, as Ron yeah, Smackdown yep. is the way I would put it. And they've took a... Raw, you know, they've took Ron Underground away to not have NXT people in the building. Uh, it just makes more sense to have it. Ron Smackdown this year as well. For me, I think it completely kind of killed the momentum a lot of NXT storylines as well last year. But we've got Ron Smackdown... More simple, I guess. We don't need to have triple threats left, right, and center. And we've got six matches confirmed. Two of them are only kind of half confirmed because we know the matches are going to happen. We don't really know who's going to be in them. Of course, we've got the men's five-on-five elimination match, Survivor Series traditional match. Uh, On the men's uh, Raw side, we've got three names so far. Qualifiers for that, we had uh, AJ Styles win last night. We had Keith Lee win last night. And we had Sheamus win last night. So those three are on Team Raw. Don't know about Team SmackDown, don't know who else is on Team Raw. The Women's Raw, uh, <laughs> this almost made my berries this week, but thankfully I didn't um, because of retribution. Um, but the, the Women's Raw team, oh, they just get chucked in there anyway. Um, so we've got Nia Jackson, and Shayna Baszler. They get announced by Adam Pearce and Pat Buck, the WWE officials, last night. Um, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, the Women's tag team, championship, uh, tag, tag team Champions, will be on Team Raw with the undefeated team of Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. And then we had a fatal four way to pick the fifth member. That was between Lacey Evans, Nikki Cross, who has horrible new music, by the way. I should have buried that as well. Um, Nikki Cross, Lacey Evans, Lana, eventual winner. And Peyton Royce was the other name in that match. And Lana won, and then get put through a table anyway. (laughs) Uh, Lana won. Uh, So yeah, Lana joined the, the team. Do you think Lana's going through more than one table during Survivor Series? Do you think she can go through two, maybe three? Well, I can also plug that I think we will be airing my interview with uh, Miro, formerly known as Rusev, on here at some point in the future. And I asked him about Lana going through the table and whether he is to blame, since a few people are blaming him. Uh, but yeah, so we've got that match. So Lana, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, uh, Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose are in one team. We don't know who's going to face them on SmackDown, but I no qualification matches apart for that one fatal four-way. However, that's the two matches we know happen every year. These four matches are kind of staples as well. So essentially what we're going to get and what I take for this is that they're just all going to be champion on champion matches. I think some champions might change before we get to survival series because of the dynamics of these matches. Um, So, of course, we've got the WWE champion versus universal champion, which right now is Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns. Both are heels. I mean, it's going to be an
1: exciting match, but both of them are heels. So they've done that before, like Lesnar versus Bryan was both. heels. Oh, I suppose aye, <laughs> Bryan oh, was a heel when they faced. Yeah, there'll be some sort. There'll be some sort of Fiend involvement in that match because of obviously he's trying to get one over Orton, and then Reigns oh, yes, did just... to him, so there's bound to be some sort of Fiend involvement in that. Aye, um, so there's that. But
2: then again, it's kind of I guess even stranger we've got Sasha Banks, Viaska which is a brilliant match. I'm never going to complain at that, but how many times have we seen it this year already? See, yeah. This is this
3: is the one point I want NXT, because drop Io Shirai into that, and that is a Aye. barn burner.
2: Oh, it might be Candice lady at that point, though.
3: No, mm. uh, uh, oh, is this Gary making his call for the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> okay, then no, I'm
2: not excited about that. I love Candace, but I prefer you win the ring. They, they might need to change that, no, that Rich just one so young younger champions. Uh, but I... Uh, so we'll <laughs> We've got that match, which again, the one, one night of the year that we see Raw and SmackDown clash, but we've seen that match many times. Um, we've got The New Day, who are the Raw Tag Team Champions, but were the SmackDown Tag Team Champions two weeks ago, <laughs> against The Street Profits, who are the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, but were the Raw Tag Team Champions two weeks ago fighting for brand supremacy because they knew they feel really strongly about being Raw Superstars and Street Profits
3: are really strong. I think about this teams. is the reason they refuse to unify the tag team belts, is yes. that they want to keep this match. <laughs> it's, it's all for this one Survivor Series match once a year.
2: Ah, oh, Yeah, but I think even at that, you still just uh, well, I guess they're probably going to need to use more bodies in the elimination matches, but I so so that's a match we've got. I'm not going to complain, I quite like that as a match. That'll
1: be right. good. I'll be yeah, fine. Really that
3: That's be the match I'm most excited for out
2: of all the cards. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. This final one is a absolute belter. We've got the universal chat, universal, sorry, United States champion Bobby Lashley against the intercontinental champion Sami Zayn. And as long as we don't see Bobby Lashley's sisters, I'm okay with anything else that happens. Oh, Jesus, that's. Lord. That as soon as that match got announced, it just brought back bad memories. So, I yeah. kind of hope one of them loses the title. Don't care which one, don't care who wins it, but I just hope one of them loses the title. But again, they're both
1: heels. I love yeah, both of them. they're both heels. So. Yeah, there is a lot of strange stuff when you look at that face versus face, new day versus profits. I there is a lot of heel versus heel, face versus face. I think Bobby Lashley might drop the title on the runner. I could do I but again, there's
2: well, Who'd I guess he could drop it to anybody, but probably Mustafa Ali, but again, he's kind of. No, Retribution, are <laughs> they getting a win? Let us not be that. No, exactly.
1: <laughs> Gary, don't be stupid. Will, Survivor Series. Not as exciting as it was last year, but I'm sure we'll start seeing all the them running with their blue and red t-shirts over the next couple of weeks running at each other's shows. I Invasion
2: angles that. are coming in the next couple of weeks. That's the one thing you can count on at this
1: time of year. I hate when they wear their blue and red, their SmackDown <laughs> and Raw t-shirts. It just looks bloody stupid. Just like...
3: Oh. I do like it when they also wear are like... Matching ring gear, like when you
1: had a team raw, all wearing like
3: different shades I,
1: of red, all trying I to like that. You know? Yeah, that, that's that all right. But like these people that wear their company t shirts outside of work. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, if you work for a company and you like wear, oh, you wear like your companies are cool and they, they do hoodies or something like that, and you wear it about the house or like out I mean, in public, does, does, like I mean, some people might. You wear a t-shirt from a podcast, you do. I was going to say, John, you're no selling <laughs> the wrestling daft t-shirts around <laughs> right here. So I do. <laughs> I do. Damn it. So Gary's been out and about again with his microphone interviewing people, and we're going to have Miro on the show next week, which we're very excited about. What did you speak to Miro about? Computer games and that? Aye, computer games, my favourite part of the fall interview
2: was I just started hitting them with video game characters and telling them to tell me which wrestler they reminded them of. Oh, uh, but we asked I them really about
3: that's a
2: important point think, no, I didn't even mention Tony Hawk. But with uh, I asked him about a load of people I asked him about Sonic and threw him off. First of all, which was great fun because he didn't know what the answer was. But then he gave me a load of other good answers. Um, and and yeah, but uh, the main things I asked him about was Lana going through the table. Chris Jericho, I asked him about Brock Lesnar possibly being an AEW because I thought it'd be fun. And then just spoke to him about he's you know he's running
1: AEW. Lovely guy. Oh. That's next week, but this week we have the one, the only, the legend that is, Mr. DDP Diamond Dallas Page. And he did like to talk as we've talked about, so he did speak it for an hour to Gary. Uh, we've cut it down to 20 minutes, but in the interview because Gary doesn't know how I've edited it, um, we've got in there, him um, talking about his run uh, and his debut in WWE, talking about his Halloween Havoc match with Goldberg and Jake the Snake. So sit back and enjoy 20 minutes with DDP. And we are back with a
2: bang, pun intended, because we're joined by, here's the awkward part, where well, you can see him anyway, but we need to introduce him, entrepreneur, author, founder of DDPY, and WWE Hall of Famer, Diamond Dallas Page. How's it going today, Dallas?
0: Good. Um, I would have got on this earlier with you, but I walked up in a, one of my guest bedrooms that actually, Ted DiBiase and his wife are coming out here for a week to train with me, work with me. Uh, uh, Ted wants to just see a healthier lifestyle. Not that it was bad, his lifestyle, but he, he wants to try to turn back the hands of time like I've done. So I walked upstairs to grab a ladder because I'm putting up all these pictures in my, uh, my man cave because we just painted it. So now I got to, Put everything back up again, and my brothers helped me. My girlfriend's helped me, and I went up there to get the ladder. And I go, "What are you doing?" They were painting the whole, the whole because the whole main floor. This house is like nine thousand square feet, and the main floor is about thirty three hundred. And they had painted all that in the big eaves. But I, I said I'll paint downstairs, and I didn't realize they were painting upstairs, which meant I had to cut in all the trim. So I was painting upstairs. So that's what the delay was. (laughs) That's no worries. Very, very good
2: reason for that. And it actually links me to um, something that I wanted to start with because I feel like every time I talk to you, you know, I'm from Scotland, I need to start in one place. And that's with another man who came to you for a healthier lifestyle, Drew McIntyre, a man who I remember, I think it was two years ago, you told me he traveled all the way to Georgia to do some DDPY and get himself in some shape. Back then, you told me it was destined for some pretty big things. That might have been an understatement. Looking back at that point when Drew came to you to, you know, build himself up, get himself fitter, healthier, and looking to where he is now, what do you think the reason has been for his success?
0: I'm surprised it didn't come earlier. I was really shocked when he went back that they didn't really... They'd push him, but not really. And... I can remember telling people, I think he's going to be the biggest, the biggest star in the world. And then a year, year and a half later, it hadn't happened yet. And people would say to me, so do you think Drew is still going to be a top, the top guy? I said, yeah. When they start letting him be himself, he's not a fucking psychopath. He is a, first of all, He's got a huge heart. Uh, He's got the best work ethic outside of me that I've ever seen. Like when you drive seven and a half hours to work with someone for four hours and drive seven and a half hours back the other way, you got a good work ethic.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. We mentioned Drew McIntyre. There's a little bit of DDP in Drew McIntyre's upcoming opponent as well and Randy Orton. I want to know your thoughts on the way he's adapted the diamond cutter into
0: the RKO. I think Randy made it his own. Uh, just like when Johnny Ace gave me the Ace Crusher and no one had ever seen it, I made it my own. He used to take it with one arm and he would just make the peace sign and kick out. I used the cravat because Stephen Regal taught, taught me that. And. Um, and uh, then, out of nowhere, that just came from watching Jake Roberts. I have a picture of Drew when he's fifteen at a um, a uh, workshop with Jake, Jake, Jake Roberts. Seminar?
2: Yeah, yeah, that was um, just about forty minutes away and, from here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and Jake pointed at him. He said, that kid's got potential to be a star. Like, he pointed him out. So, uh, you know, 20-plus years later, you know, know, for me, starting at 35 and to finally get my positioning to where my career took off at the – I was almost 41 at the time. You know, in my 40s, I appreciated it so much. And then to finally get that world title, and I was in the ring with Flair and Hogan and Sting, three of the biggest names ever. I appreciated that at a different level. That's what Drew's going through right now. That's why his work ethic is second to none. And the really positive side is he's not wrestling 24 days a month. He's wrestling for, and for the wear and tear on his body, this is a really big deal. Like, you know, and you'll find other ways to, to stay unstoppable, you know?
2: Yeah. You some and I'm work. just
0: glad, like, when I, when I see something in somebody, I've been, I saw it in Goldberg before I met him in a strip joint like six years before he ever did it and i just saw that guy's money and kevin dash when he got his hall but he went in the hall of fame he literally thanked me because that's he said probably the reason i own my beachfront condo and all my other stuff ddp because people he wanted you know he, he was frustrated he wanted to quit and i was like dude do not let these people these bookers, these writers, you know, don't let them pull you down. Don't let them beat you. You're gonna be the one of the biggest names in the business. I don't you know, there's not many names that are bigger than Kevin Nash and what he did. And then you add the business in. Kevin's in the top one percent of one percent. I mean, smart probably the smartest businessman. In the business. Period. I'm, I'm very glad
2: you mentioned a name that you did there because it leads me perfectly to my next question. You mentioned Goldberg. So, Halloween Havoc has just been announced, and obviously, people of a certain age will remember Halloween Havoc from WCW. Yourself and Goldberg main evented a show that had Warrior Hogan on it, that had Bret Hart versus Sting. Why do you think that match was the top billing? And just what are your
0: memories from that match? Uh, the first part of the memories, you have to understand that I was at WrestleMania six, and I was Diamond Dallas chauffeur. I literally drove the 62 pink Cadillac with Peggy Sue, who was Sherry Martell, uh, uh honky-tonk jimmy hart and greg valentine the main event was warrior and hogan so eight years later warrior comes into the company and he asked to speak to me and uh goldberg and we hopped in one of those go uh those golf carts because it's an arena so it was huge and uh we drove over to where his, his locker room was and when he walked to the door he gave us both a big hug and he said you guys are the reason i'm back because you were having so much fun out there that it made me remember why i used to love the business and that was pretty cool um I don't think anybody could follow us that night. So for me to go from driving the basically pink Cadillac to the ring eight years later to be sharing a main event spot that nobody wanted to follow, you know, and that match with Goldberg, goalies had some good matches since then, but he ain't never had one that good. That's one of my top four matches. And that night, I never knew it till later, but Dusty Rhodes went to uh, Eric and said, you know, E, this night tonight could be Dallas's night. And Eric didn't drop the strap on me that night. Because Goldie was gonna be on entertainment tonight, not entertainment, entertainment weekly, big magazine in our country,
3: yeah,
0: and TV guide, when that meant something, uh, the next day, wearing the world title. Yeah. And what would have been great if I'd if I'd have if, if, if I'd heard that, oh my god, I would have because it, it made sense for me to beat him.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, and it would have just bumped me up to that Austin level, you know? It would have really, you know, especially beat him clean, you know, it would have taken me to a different spot. Not that I'm not super happy with everything that happened in my life. You know, the career I had was unbelievable and I'm super thankful for it. But if that would have happened, Goldie wouldn't have had to get hit with a taser (laughs) and then a finish. And he, like, that mortified him. And it would have been a lot for him to swallow, me beating him, but the diamond cutter was so over at that time, you know, it would have really made sense. But, you know, that is what it is. And uh, to go back in time, it would have been fun. But the match was still great, you know. I always say it doesn't matter if you win or lose, It's how you win or lose, both sides.
2: One thing that, you know, I mentioned someone like me, I'm just turned 30. It's definitely helped me a lot. But another person that's helped a lot is Jake the Snake Roberts. If anyone hasn't seen the documentary, it's insane just how, how drastic that change is. He's still getting back in the ring now, maybe not wrestling matches, but he's still getting back in the ring and looks better than ever. I know you took him in over the, the the kind of past few months as well. How is Jake doing? Um, what do you feel like when you watch him on AEW now?
0: Well, Jake's like a different cat now. You know, it's really fascinating because you know this Jake is super positive. This Jake wants to live, wants to be healthy, wants to feel amazing. Cause he's working nonstop and he loves it and he's 65. Like, Jake and I have been really blessed in the way that we have a whole second act that, you know, we never really saw coming. His is comedy, acting, Comic-Cons when they come back, But his one-man show is really amazing. And once people can come out, you know, now the fact that he, it meant so much to him that Cody gave him an opportunity. And it was only for 10 weeks. And at the end of those 10 weeks, they wanted to keep him on. So, you know, Cody, it's really interesting. You know, Cody treats the legends with a, a lot of respect, but a little bit of royalty too. Like he gets it. And I don't want to set out one, any, any individual, but a lot of, you always know, that's not, it doesn't always work like that. You know? So I, am I'm, uh, I'm just happy for the guys who get the opportunity to still work and, you know, uh, keep the, uh, the um, respect that they you know, that they deserve.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I've only got two last questions. Um, the, the first one I want to ask, I know you're not a man who has many regrets in any way because you've got such a positive outlook. The one thing that I think was a, a missed opportunity was obviously what you done when you got to WWE, the, the, the storyline they put you in where you were the stalker. If you could go back, what's the one or yeah, rivalry boy. you should have had?
0: The easiest one ever. People's champion versus people's champion. <laughs> hoppers, man, Let me I tell you the positive side. No, yeah, you know, but the positive side was this. Like Vince McMahon's been very good to me. Yeah. You know, I have nothing but good things to say about the WWE. Did I go in there and get what I wanted going in? No. But I didn't realize that we really were the enemy coming in there. Yeah. And they bought us, but they had no intention to do anything with us. But it was business. It was to show that the WWF, because it was still two companies at that time, that they you know, they won the war. And we're not going to shine these guys now. You know, um, but through just. What, what that did for me, because I did pitch Vince, people's champion versus people's champion, but they were so set on me doing the, um, the soccer thing, but they didn't put a gun to my head, yeah. you, know? <laughs> you know? It's like, you want to do it or not? Like, and they, and I, I talked myself into it because no one could really talk me into anything, I talked myself into it, and I walked away from Mm $487,000. WCW owed me 1.27, which means $1,270,000. They wouldn't give me at all if I left. And if I wasn't 45 at the time, I probably would have just waited. But I was 45. And they did want me. And I didn't realize (laughs) what it was for at the time. But again, it taught me a lesson. And I'm so grateful to Vince for teaching me the lesson of you can't be afraid to walk away from the table. And what I mean by that is when someone gives you an opportunity and you know they really want you and you're not really satisfied with what the offer is, you could just easily get up and walk away from the table. You can't be afraid to do that. And I learned that lesson the hard way. And you never heard me, over that angle or anything, talk negative about the WWE in any way, because it'll never happen. Because Triple H, Vince McMahon... I mean, Stephanie, everybody, shane all of them have been really good to me. Not the immediate moment when I got there, <laughs> but taking it like a man and, and learning the lessons of what I needed to learn. And then five years later, when they started doing uh, the very best of Nitro, you know, they asked me to do that. And then they brought me in for this and they brought me in for that. Like, if it wasn't Cody Rhodes, I never would have done anything with any other wrestling group, yeah. like, ever, you know? And I, I still have a, a a loyalty to WWE because they were yes. really good to me. I mean, they let me induct... They brought us to, to the Legends Night... Uh, to the Legends Raw... When Jake was in the middle of his transformation, they let me do a commercial. freaking Triple H came up to me. He goes, Listen, you're gonna do this thing with Booker. Get your shit over. Show the DVDs. Do whatever you want. You know, throw the foot in the air. That's impressive as hell. We'll have, you know, uh, we'll have Rod Simmons come in at the end and do the damn thing. And, um, and uh, I was like, great! The really cool thing that happened out of that was when that happened, it drove so much um, people coming to our site yeah. that it—I um, can't, can't remember what it's called—but when you shut your site, shuts down, uh, it overloaded. That's the bottom line, and. Now, no one could even get on our site to get our product because it got overloaded. So, later we would do that show, Shark Tank. You guys call it Dungeons Dragons Den. Yeah,
2: yeah, Dragons Den.
0: Yeah, Dragons Den. Um, yeah, um, we did that show. If that night we don't shut down our site because I'm on the WWE, Doing a little minute and a half infomercial, you know, that they let me do on that show. And if that doesn't happen, we get, we never have the company that we have. Because it we went, wow, if that shut us down, what will happen when we're on Shark Tank? So my business partner, Steve Yu, he's a genius. He went to the place that handles the websites and the servers are called, one server after another. We had 25 servers on. So when that server flipped up, it went to another, went to another, went to another, went to another. That's what I learned that night. And they also put Jake the Snake Roberts on the same show and no one saw it coming yeah like that's what wwe did for me they let me wear my ddp yoga shirts who do, who do they let do that brock and rock yeah H civilization do he wants to do but but of the boys you know they let me do all of that i've worn ddp yoga shirts all over wwe tv and they've let me do that so i am i understand the first go around and thank god i learned the lesson because with my ddpy company i can't tell you how many times i got up and walked away from the table very nicely
2: yeah
0: but that deal doesn't work for me and it's one of the reasons now I'm worth like 10 times than I was in wrestling.
2: Thank you so much, Dallas, for your time. I really appreciate it. I kind of hope we'll see one more match, but we'll, uh, we'll wait and see on that one. I know it was a perfect <laughs> ending, if not. But thank you so much.
1: I really appreciate it. It might be miserable outside, but the sun is shining on Fantasy Booking Island, where once again we travel to, to enjoy the splendor and delve into the world of wrestling where anything goes and um, last week we were challenged to book an, uh, a legend from now up to Wrestlemania and um, let's go around and find out what the bookings were Alex who did you go for I want Val Venus 2020 and the return of right to censor that was yours Gary what did you go for I'll try
2: to rebook Kurt Angle's retirement run but with him in his prime against a load of good wrestlers um, not at Baron Corbin isn't he
1: yeah. and uh, I went for basically Hulk Hogan returning and eventually being buried by the New Day at Wrestlemania um, it's been really tight throughout the week like it is the closest we've ever had but I'm just calling up the Patreon now you can obviously vote patreon.com forward slash wrestling that and we're about to unveil the results oh my words! with more votes than anybody else in top place. It's Big Alex and the return of Right to Censor. Or should I say... <laughs> very, very close between me. There was basically two votes in it between me and you, Gary, and there was one vote in it between me and Gary. So, well done, Alex. A win under the belt. A big W for you. Um, what are we booking this week, however? We have had the suggestion in from friend of the show who... Pre- provides all the content for the show he's been on the main show he's been on this show and um, it's bronze Chill. I really like this one because it's run up to Halloween and I think we need to do a Halloween based one so his suggestion for fantasy book and iron was fantasy book spin the wheel make the deal match don't go all Halloween havoc 92 coal miners love match on us though the funnier the better Alex who are you picking to go first
3: Oh, it's a tough one. I think you made me go first last week, so I'm going to make you go first this week.
1: Right, okay then. Right, so, start the clock. Now, I'm kind of taking the spin wheel, make the deal, and I'm turning it into a pay-per-view, pretty much, called we're just going to call it trick or Heat treat because we can't call it how have it because that name's already done so we're going to call it wwe's trick or treat right so the premise of this pay-per-view is that there will be a gauntlet match but it'll be a gauntlet match with a difference because before the show each wrestler will spin the wheel to find out what position they are on the gauntlet then they will spin another wheel to find out what weapon they'll go on. And obviously on that wheel we've got everything from kendo sticks to a mm-hmm. bowl of jelly because it could be a trick or a treat, you see? So, that lends the gauntlet match to the five top contenders for the title. However, there is a twist at the end. Whoever wins the gauntlet match then will be have three doors in front of them and then they need to go and chap on the door and they won't, they don't have to do a joke or a sing-song or whatever, but they chap on the door, and whoever answers the door is who their challenger be, and behind the three doors will be, or four doors will put in there, the Universal Champion, the WWE Champion, the Intercontinental Champion, and the US Champion, and whoever opens the door is who they face in the ring that night for said title, and that is my booking.
3: That's alright, actually. I'm alright. I like the way you've taken trick-or-treating really literally and you have to go and knock on the doors. I was wondering yeah. where you were going with that
1: for a second. Yeah, yeah, They've got to go and uh, chat the doors and like then sing a song or do a really shit impression or a really shitty joke. Have you got a Halloween joke? It's been a long time since I've been Ah, Oh, come up. on. You, to... you must. You take the kids out every year, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Lay them on us. Lay them on us. Why did the skeleton not go to the disco? He had nobody to go with. Hey. Oh, no. Anyway, only Gary's booking. <laughs>
2: so I went down a similar booking. I booked a very, very short pay-per-view of Halloween Havoc. Of course, based around the <laughs> I was going to say the wheel of fortune. <laughs> 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 not... well, too much quiz show chat today. <laughs> Well, I mean, we're going to get somewhere else for that. Uh, so, yeah, I also went for a trick-or-treat kind of thing. But this only goes through the pay-per-view to fill in a few matches. Uh, I'm not even going to go into who's in the trick-or-treat matches. But I went for similar impacts. Feast or fired, but adapted a wee bit. Trick-or-treat, they pick out of a box and they get either trick or treat. If they get trick, they get fired. Uh, or suspended, either way. But if they get a treat, they get a title match. However, the three matches that I booked for this were... And I took these, or two of them, from the actual wheel. The Russian chain match. I want to see Miro representing Russia when he was Rusev with Lana against Ilya Dragunov, who is also Russian. So a Russian chain match between two Russians. I want to see a Prince of Darkness match, which is also on the wheel, between the Prince, Finn Balor. Uh, And I was going to go for T-Bar because he was mainly... uh, born in the he was mainly adapted to the darkness t-bar was born on it because he's been uh, but i decided not to i decided we'll go for prince mysterio dominic mysterio because he was meant to use the name prince mysterio and my main event my main event again i've took the game show theme literally because we've got that wheel i thought where could we see that wheel in wrestling we could see it in the firefly funhouse and we could have a wyatt family fortunes match So in this match I have chosen to have the Wyatt family but with the Fiend instead of you know traditional Bray Wyatt but with Eric Rowan or Red Beard as is known now with Brody Lee and with Ron Strowman and also Alexa Bliss against Retribution with (laughs) (laughs) and a female member as well. So I went for a Wyatt Family Fortunes match not even going to explain what it is because I've gotten the idea myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's Les Dennis standing there with questions <laughs> reading stuff out. and if they get it wrong, they have to batter it, you know, I, I don't know. And you can competitor comes it every time they do the sound effects, that's like, uh-uh. if it. If it's on the
1: board, I'll know. give you the money myself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know the DeCampo hosts it now. So it's oh, a- does oh, st- oh, does he? Oh, does he? Aye. Have him and Santino Morella uh, in a the match with the snake, I think, Cobra, he you go to Itali- Italian... A match.
1: The I Italian Stallions. I uh, know. Santino wasn't actually Italian, but we won't get into that. Nah, nah. Um, right, okay, Alex, have you got a booking for this? <laughs> <laughs>
3: yes, so I've went a slightly different direction. So I'm going to use the wheel, but instead of to pick matches, it's going to pick different personas. So we're going to have to end the Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara rivalry that's been going since the beginning of time. A spinning disc death match hosted by Damascus. And so basically, it's going to be a cinematic match. And Sammy's going to spin the wheel, and we're going to see which Hardy it comes on. This is going to go out throughout the match. So first of all, it's going to land on Competition Matt, and Sammy's going to be suddenly dressed as MVP, and they're going to be doing stupid competitions, like playing basketball and eating pizza like they did back in the day. And then once Sammy wins that, he spins the wheel again, and he gets Matt Hardy, we be one. You can do some cool, funny comparisons between Sammy being the internet vlogger he is now, as Tony Schiavone would say, and Matt Hardy's like pre-internet vlogger persona, which could be quite interesting. We'll then move on to Big Money Matt, and they're gonna have a little bit of a lumberjack match, which is gonna be in a ring, inside a pool that's gonna be filled with money. Think of like a combination of a ladder match and the Mimosa Mayhem match. We'll move on then to the Broken Matt, which is essentially just gonna be a chase sequence. And Sammy Guevara running through the Hardy compound, being chased by Vanguard One, and the plethora of characters that come along. And of course, Broken Matt Hardy in his golf course. Golf cart, golf course. And we're gonna to lead to the big finale. So Sammy's final spin on the wheel and he's gonna get team extreme. And somehow Sammy's gonna end up on a table and Matt's gonna be up a tree, I don't know, on the roof of the hardy compound, somewhere high. And he's gonna get ready, he's gonna do the and he's gonna do his big leg drop. But just as the leg drop's about to hit, Senior Benjamin is gonna pull Sammy Guevara off and turn heel and side with Sammy Guevara because it turned out Senior Benjamin is actually Sammy Guevara's uncle.
2: I was really hoping Matt Hardy was going to spin the wheel, and the wheel was just Sammy Guevara and
3: Serpentico since uh, oh. uh, <laughs> Guevara's just as masked. And- oh yeah, yeah, and then then they can just throw Matt Hardy into Lake of Reincarnation to let him reincarnate again.
1: So, <laughs> so there you have it. Who had the best booking this week? You can vote for it. Patreon.com/ forward Wrestling Daft. Was it Alex and the spinning death, the spinning disc death match hosted by Damascus? Was it Gary and? why family fortunes or was it me and my halloween trick or treat pay-per-view there you go so get on board now get on patreon.com forward slash rest and daft vote on your favorite and also give us a suggestion for next week's begin so that's it for this week's show Woof, what a show you've got your money's worth this week even though you don't actually pay for this unless you're a patron uh yeah that was epic we, we had lots of good stuff in there joined mind uh, the buzz knocks and I'll eventually get the name of that uh, right uh, one of these days so we'll get that back next week in a more refined form Alex it was it was the
3: tester week I'm sorry it probably took the 50% of this podcast but it was totally worth it
1: absolutely <laughs> and if you ha- if you need this, you need to go on and see the powerpoint on the Patreon and uh, Remember, obviously, Rab and Gradle Back this week uh, And they've got lots of things they're talking about this week They're talking, Gradle launched, he loves this puns now He loves doing puns So it's curry wrestlers this week um, Hogan Josh There you go, there's one
3: for you to get you started I thought I, just, I was just seeing curry man And I was like, I you're can... not going to make Christopher Daniels put on the mat again now, are you?
1: No, no, I, I can see the, the, the cogs ticking in Gary's head as he thinks. Just now. I was thinking a big Vindaloo Vader. Yes! <laughs> if you've got any of those you want to add to the fire, um, get on the Twitter at Wrestling Bar uh, and we'll get them on the show. Also talking about, and I, I put this up today, have you ever dressed up as a wrestler? Because it's Halloween, have you ever dressed up as a wrestler? Gary, You, you I can imagine yes. you're the kind of guy who likes cosplay no I, I hate cosplay but oh, no, i have dressed right, okay. up for
2: halloween twice as wrestlers Would you uh, go out? As, as a as a kid i dressed up as a uh, mankind and had that filled the shirt with the tie and the mask and the softball nice. and all that stuff uh, but recently I dressed up as Seth Rollins, I say recently about five years ago <laughs> uh, before I started writing about wrestling, I even grew up my hair since like January to October and then dyed the blonde bit in it, which is why I've got the blonde bit again Jesus, at that, that point. is
1: commitment to the character I
2: Wow I had wow. Uh, uh, black cycling gloves because he used to wear gloves at that time, I had a pair of like black tights and I got like gold and black duct tape and done those patterns in the then the trousers got the t shop obviously, and then the only other thing I done I wasn't paying the three hundred quid to whatever three three thousand you can pay for a belt now, so I bought the cheap Wayne's belt, the twenty pounds one, and then yep. just extended it using a wee bit of material on the back and put velcro on <laughs> so that I could wear that one. I left cat house that night. The belt didn't The belt was in like, every photo in have, cat have house. You got, have you got pictures, Gary? I've got the Seth Rollins one. Mm-hmm. I,
1: I can't find the Mankind one sadly, but send us the pictures and we'll put that on the Patreon as well we need to see Alex you've never dressed up as a wrestler have you?
3: I haven't but once when I was working in the pub there was two guys who were wearing like full NWO Hogan and Macho and they looked terrific and they literally didn't pay for a drink all night I (laughs) caught them in the queue I immediately went that's the best thing I've seen all night what are you drink and gave them two free drinks, and just whenever I clocked them,
2: i just go and give them the same round again. So. I was in a Hogan and Macho, but it was obviously people dressed as them, wrestling at a bar in ABC while I was seeing a band named Electric Six
1: playing the song Gay Bar. <laughs> so that's that that's is the most crazy. bizarre thing I've ever seen. That is incredible. I love that. I love that. Brilliant. Um, list of wrestling, Daft is Halloween-based as well. Scariest wrestlers. Lots of people uh, want to talk about the scariest wrestler. What was, what's it for you guys? My favourite anyway. one. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> Aye, that, that's like that. a worse
2: list than I thought. <laughs> <We> <laughs> uh, understand. Michael Cole definitely thinks he's the scariest one anyway. Uh, but for me, my favourite is actually a wrestler that... I'm very delighted. Follows me on Twitter, and I follow him back. And it's the Boogeyman.
3: Hey, totally. <laughs> my favourite of all time. Absolutely. I would like to see. I would like to know the production ins and outs of how he ate those worms every week. I think he actually just ate the worms. I'm
2: sure it was like actually <laughs> a thing where he had worms. I. He also um, had his teeth knocked out, legit, and just never got fossils until he retired from wrestling because he thought it looked better.
3: That's
1: what right. a guy? <laughs> what a guy. That now, so beginning. that's what's happened on the main show this week. Obviously, all the usual stuff, but he's put putovers, all that jazz as well. Uh, you can get on, I've talked about Patreon enough, get t shirts, get on the shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling dad. We will get some new designs. I say it every week, but we'll get some new designs up there soon. Um, guys, thank you as ever. Uh, Alex, are we up to 100 followers?
3: No, but I reckon after a solid quiz performance this week, I will be. <laughs>
1: At Thirsty I mean, Babu. Those ideas of
3: oh. Roundson as well on Twitter,
2: guys. I don't think just that. I think the test drive people are gonna be in touch and Alex is gonna be replacing Gredo as the host of Test Drive. Yeah, well it's up for I, it. Gredo's up for it.
1: Scottish BAFTA for us, so nah. I don't know if that'll happen. <laughs> um and Gary, where can we get you you're almost at ten thousand followers now, aren't you? hundred uh, and twenty ish away. Uh, Come on, get really Gary to ten thousand. Wrestling Gary on Twitter for, uh, for, always find out it's just brilliant following Gary's Twitter is just just makes me laugh especially after Raw so get on that wrestling Gary
2: either me getting angry at people or me uh, talking about Alexa Bliss recycling her uh, outfits f- 10 years ago years
1: so there ago. you go <laughs> A of great stuff to be had um, brilliant listen boys thanks very much uh, thanks for you very much for listening to wrestling Dav, and until next time keep marking out
0: Audio Frontier